Do you think that having an open relationship eliminates the cheating side of a relationship? Or is it just an excuse not to get cheated on? Let's talk about sex. Oh, yes. Love, relationships, and mental health. The Sexy Minds Podcast, hosted by the Philippines' all-time bachelor, DJ Tony Tony, and the country's sex therapist, Dr. Rika Cruz. Powered by Podcast Network Asia. <laughs> You're listening to the Sexy Minds Podcast, powered by Podcast Network Asia. My name is Tony Tony. And I'm Doc Rika. And together, we will be talking about anything and everything sex-related. Trust me, we can handle it. That's right, Doc. And if you have any questions about sex or you have any crazy stories you want to share, you can throw them our way. Uh, you can find us on Instagram. It's uh, The Sexy Minds. Also on Facebook, The Sexy Minds Asia. That's I believe a space after every word. So, the space, sexy space, minds, Asia, and that that way you'll find us for sure. Or you can hit me up on Instagram, my personal Instagram. It's at DJ T O N Y T O N I Doc, and it's at underscore Rika Cruz for me. And make sure to follow us and subscribe to the Sexy Minds podcast. It's on all major podcast platforms. I believe we are on iTunes as well because we were. We were actually uh, cut from iTunes uh, because oh, yeah? of content. Uh, well, oh, because of the content. content yeah, yeah, sex. So, but I think they accepted it. I think they did a. So I'm not sure, huh? But you guys can check. It's on the other platforms, Spotify, and the rest of the other platforms that's available. I believe Anchor, Pocket Cast, and Radio Republic. There you go. That's it. See, my mind's working today. Also, you can actually all right. Check out podmetrics.co if you guys have a podcast yourself. Sign up. Uh, the voucher code, I believe, is Sexy Minds Podcast. And uh, we'd love to have you guys on there because uh, we get a commission. So help us out because we <laughs> help us get paid because uh, we do this for the love. You know what I mean? Uh, but today we have a oh, yeah. courtesy of Doc. Um, I don't know her. Yeah. But um, yes, I mean, you don't know her. And I'm going to. Um, stop here right there because that's enough for play for now. You're not very stimulating for me. And I believe this woman would know how to stimulate me, right? <laughs> Given her background. And um, I would like to introduce her as uh, the founder of Now Open PH. And Trisha, would you want Hi. to talk about yourself and Now Open PH? Okay, yeah. So, hi, I'm Trisha. I'm a writer, burlesque performer, sex educator, question mark. I feel weird saying that around Rika, but okay. <laughs> and the co-founder of Now Open It's PH. okay. I will help you out. <laughs> Thank you. What, hi, Trish. What's one op- What's now op- Was it one open or now open? Now open. Okay. What, yeah, what? so... Now open. now open PH is a sex education platform that aims to be exclusive, uh, inclusive of the LGBT kink communities and non-monogamy. So, yeah, that's what we're doing when, right now on the podcast. When did this start? When did this podcast start? Well, technically, now open's been like a brainchild for I don't know, probably the last four years. Okay. But the podcast started as every good podcast started during the pandemic. That's how I think. That's how. Oh, I want to. Mm-hmm. I want to know how it started. Like, what made you do it, and take that jump? Uh, well, the fact that most people had a lot of time 
I guess is the probably the big jump um, because both me and my partner, uh, business partner, not life partner, in now open, we super busy. She was getting her master's. I was busy with a day job trying to get promoted, but um, just coincided that she didn't have to go to school because of the pandemic and my job eased up. So we decided to start a podcast, I guess. Obvious. Nice. And uh, I'm just, uh, I just wanted to know just for our listeners as well. So are, are you, are you LGBT? What's your, is your gender preference or do you go both ways? I go all of the ways. Okay. <laughs> all right. All of the ways. So it's it's like whatever I love it. Whatever you feel for this week. Up, down, left, right, um, A, B, select, right, this sense. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much whatever I feel like this week, um, this day, this hour. How how long has it been like that? Like that's amazing. Like I never thought of doing that. I mean, that's cause uh, you know, I mean I uh it's it it's not my well, not that I've tried, but I mean my preference is just females, right? But for you, how long has this how long have you known this uh, that you like to go both ways? Or I'm pretty all- sure I was in kindergarten or something. Okay. Um, actually, kindergarten, when looking back at it, I had two boyfriends and a girlfriend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love it. I love, love yeah. it. I love and, it. And the boyfriends were fraternal twins. Oh, what? Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Yep. And I was really Good young, but you. even then, I knew that I liked them in a way that I didn't like my other friends. Okay. So I, I was an early bloomer, I guess. And I, I just always knew. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you're, you're very open. Almost like, uh, uh, like what do you call that? The, you're uh, a, not a gypsy. What is that? A, a hippie. A hippie. <laughs> yeah. A hippie. A very young hippie. Uh, a free spirit. A free spirit. That's it. That's it. That's a it. free spirit. That's who spirit. she is. At a, at a very young age. But then from there, were, were you sexually in tune with oneself? Or you were just like, it was just like puppy love, you know, with the guys and the girl? Well, that was kindergarten. So I don't know if there was a sexual component to it. Um, but I don't know. I probably started having sexual feelings maybe around like five five years old six years old uh but the kindergarten people no but i did know that i was really attracted to them like physically i liked how they looked wow i remember that Uh, i have a diary from that age and i still have it somewhere oh way yeah yeah and there's like i pasted their i cut out their pictures and i pasted it in the pages and i was like i like this twin more than this twin but i like them both (laughs) Okay, so they knew they you were going out with both of them, basically, right? It was like you were sharing time sharing. We were like a barcado of sorts. Okay, so, so I think we were all kind of into each other. I don't understand yeah, it either. You're, you're all holding hands, like collectively, right? We have a picture where we're all holding hands. Oh my! Like one of those oh, UN yeah. student days, like you're yeah. in different <laughs> national costumes and we're holding hands like cuties. But I think when you're younger like that, it, it it's not about who loves who more or I, I love him first or I love her first. It's not about that. It's about just when you're young like that and innocent, I think it's just all about just being love and giving love. You know what I mean? Or feeling that feeling of just wanting to be with just whoever. It's not about owning, you know what I mean? Or 
putting labels. Yeah, it's about following your instincts. Yeah. Because you don't know anything when you're yeah, like in kindergarten. Oh, so innocent. So, yeah, like, it's like, okay, yeah. I want to feel this. So that, I'm going to do it. That's how I am now. You know, until now, I don't like labels. You know, I just like just going with the flow. So I, I you know, it's all the adults who put labels. I don't know why to make it. I more. can, um, I want to stop this conversation and interrupt at this point because we are just 10 minutes into it and tony is trying to get himself into your pants so i want to go back to your he tried to do that like years ago already so oh yeah he did oh my (laughs) gosh we're gonna talk about that but i want to know you did say oh my gosh you did say that you started having sexual feelings around five years old and i want to know how it came about how you got aware of yourself that those feelings were sexual for these people i actually remember the exact moment um it was we were in the pool and uh, i lived in a condo so like all of the kids uh hung out in the pool and I had a crush on this girl named Jam, and she was a much older woman. She was like maybe 10, and I was like five. So, you know, it, it started my pattern of liking older women. But she, we were doing Truth or Dare, and I know uh, someone dared her to spell her name with her butt. Like, can you, can you have that image in your yeah. head? Just like, you know, move your yeah. butt, right? And as a five-year-old, um, a part of me was like embarrassed for her. But then a part of me was also just like, I couldn't look away. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's when I, that's when I knew that it was like a different kind of feeling than I had felt before. Ah, so five years old, she's 10. And did you, did it progress to anything else? Like in the, like moving forward? Or was it just this girl that you had a crush on or you, you knew you felt? Well, she, wasn't, she wasn't the only girl I had a crush on at the time either. Uh, oh. so <laughs> okay, so yeah. you limit to just one. You had like a plethora of yeah girls. Okay, still do, still have a plethora. Oh, you it's, still it's just, do. It's never, it's never like it's just been me this whole time for the last twenty plus years. Hasn't changed at my core. So okay, that's so, so what, great. Yeah. Your, what what does your roster consist of? More women, more men, or is it like a balance of both? I go through cycles. Like I go through a, a a man phase where it's like mostly men, and then I go through a women phase where it's mostly women. And, um, yeah, is, right now. Yeah, right. It's like probably more women, but I went on like Tinder and Bumble again recently, and it's been a lot of men. So I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> I guess whatever comes. Okay. Out. Yeah, yeah. But what's so, your relation like? Uh, a mo- uh, like in, in a month is it uh do you date like okay one woman at a time or or, or one woman one man at a time like both at the same time but just one 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 specific gender at a time or do you just okay you know what let's date all of them and let's try and if things happen things happen if it doesn't then it doesn't yeah it's more like the second one it's like if somebody catches my interest yeah. then i'll pursue it uh, but I'm not too concerned about uh, picking, really. It's just really more about their personality, I guess. And if you can keep my interest, then uh, even if it's like four men, one woman, whatever, it doesn't matter. Just be interesting, please. Oh, so you've had uh, – so in, in the timeline, you can have more than one partner at the same time 
in the same room collectively or this is individually? Like, do you have four guys like in one room? Yeah, I've never had I would like one. That would be great. Mm. That's on the to-do mm. list. Damn. But I also mm-hmm. need to mm-hmm. find like three to four men that I actually yeah. want to sleep with. And that's kind of a Herculean task. Yeah. So, you know, uh, but, you know, I've, I've had individual partners outside. I've had uh, partners in a group uh, meeting each other, hanging out together. So always, I really meant it when I said that. So you've had more than at least two partners, right? Or I mean, well, you plus another one. So that's, yeah, three. You've been in a- I think what he's trying to ask is, have you ever had a threesome? Oh, yeah. I've had plenty of threesomes. I've had a couple of orgies. Okay. The, the pandemic really messed up my plans this year to have more. So Yeah. But please go uh, take us through uh, the differences and the pros and the cons of uh, a menage a and an orgy. What? Because I've never. So what people do- <laughs> So what can, Sorry. what can people expect? <laughs> shut up, Doc. Shut up. I, I didn't say anything. I just like laughed. What can people expect? Um, and uh, I guess some tips if they're curious, if they are in a relationship, if they are single. Uh, what what's the what's your what's what's the I guess the best case scenario that you can give them a heads up uh, for? Let's go start with the menage a trois. Uh, well, weirdly enough, I kind of feel more comfortable in an orgy than I do in a threesome because in a threesome, it's just two other people. So you kind of feel like two eyes, two pairs <laughs> of eyes are on you and it's just a, like a lot more intimate. But in an orgy, so much is happening that like nobody's really paying attention to anything except what they're doing. So it's kind of freeing in a way to, to not feel watched in an orgy. <sighs> You know, but I guess the counter to that. How many? Is it four, four plus four, four and up? Is it? My personal opinion of that is that it has to be five, at least five. Okay, so you've had five plus. Yeah. yeah. Wow, isn't it more perfect? Isn't it more intimidating knowing that there are more than five people that are looking at you, or at least in the same room, uh, like? Are they strangers? Like for me, do you get to know each person before you sleep with them? Or is it just like, let's go in. I don't know you. You don't mean, let's just have sex and that's it. Well, I know a lot of people who have orgies with people they don't know, but uh, that's not how I operate. I like to make sure that I can talk to them first. Like they have to be cool. They have to vibe with the rest of the group. So my orgy group... Um, we're like, we're friends. We're all friends. We hang out. We vibe already. We go out for drinks. What? So if so, yeah. Why don't friends. Why don't I get invited? Oh, we can invite you. I just said we. (laughs) (laughs) Am I going to invite Rika to an orgy? No. I don't know if that's ethical. No, no, no. No, 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 no. I really yeah, know. I know. I think that's if what makes not, a, makes our relationship very valuable because we don't do that shit. We can sleep in the same bed and not even touch each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I resonate with what um, Trisha was saying because in a threesome, 
basically you can feel the competition because it's just the three of you and if there's one person um kissing someone or like going down on someone there's another person that will always be left out wait let me let me cut and, you, wait doc before i lose my train of thought uh-huh. okay so mm, you said mm. it's see it's i think with for me I think it's different. You said it's a competition between you and the others who are with in that room. For guys, mm-hmm. I think if I was to be in a threesome with, I think it'd be a guy, like my friend. If it is a guy, that's, it has to be my friend. Or it's got to be two girls, all right? But I'm thinking in my head, if I ever get into a threesome, it's not about competing. It's more on, okay, you stay on your side, guy. Bro, uh, you go there. I go here. Do not cross this. And let's let's make this work. I I, I mean it's like a, it's like tag team. You know what I mean like wrestling. Yeah, like I'm, wrestling, like tag. Like, that's from my perspective. Oh, I, it could be different for yes. us. You know what I mean this is just my preference that if I exactly into the same bed with another dude and some girl, uh it's not a it wouldn't be a competition thing. Uh, I definitely want the lights really really dim. Uh it's not Tony, a, I'm going to stop you right there because you're now talking about something that we would talk about 30 minutes or 45 minutes into the podcast. <laughs> so, you're just like, you're like, trained. Yeah, because my train of thought is going it's, it's gonna, to, I'm going to lose it if I don't say it now. So, I wanted to ask you girls, is it always a competition between two girls in the same bedroom? Uh, I'll let um, Trisha answer first. Okay, well, my experience in threesomes, at least early on, was it, I was with a boyfriend at a time, so uh, it would be another girl. And for some reason, the girls he would bring in would be, like, either straight or still not sure, like, by curious, but not entirely sure if they like women. So me, already, like, established queer, was like, yay, another woman, she's hot, awesome. But then when you actually get to the thing... Like, she would be very hesitant to touch me and and to reciprocate what I'm doing. She's fine with me doing stuff to her, but she wasn't doing stuff to me. So I wouldn't necessarily say that it's a competition all of the time because I've had uh, threesomes later on where, like, everyone's a lesbian. Yay. And that's fine because you're all into each other's bits. But if you're not, then Rika's right. There are times when the two people are doing something, you're just kind of there like, moral support go and if that lasts for too long sometimes you feel a little bit neglected but in an orgy there's you can always insert yourself somewhere you know it's just like oh you're done with me now all right i'm gonna go over there and i don't know about you guys but i'm the kind of orgy mom that likes to have snacks and water I like, I like i like when you say i like when you say orgy mom because that's like you know how it's it's really should be like someone taking over and, and watching over everyone I love it. I love and um like in threesomes you know if i would agree with trisha if the woman is not comfortable then she would feel very insecure if there's another man there and this and this guy is um focusing on this other woman and she would, and if she's not into it, she would like, okay, what am I doing here? But if it's like three women, it's a different story. Now, for straight men, um, based on clean, no, okay, cut that. Based on stories that I know, 
um, it's more of like they do not want another man in there. They would rather have yes. a threesome with two women, but not a sword fight. Why? They would say that. Like, Why no, I'm that? not gonna go there if there's another man in there. Is it an and, Asian thing? Is it an Asian thing, or is it a nor? Is it just a man thing? Um, because, uh, okay, I don't have. Any I would answer you. Because no, you're, you're very open with your sexuality and you have to be aware that you, Tony Tony, became Tony Tony because people look up to you and they try to, well, men look up to you and they try to figure out what the fuck is with this guy and how can he fuck so many women. And there's not a lot of women, trust whatever, me. Whatever, shit, 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 right? Um, uh, but it, I think it's a man thing, especially with men who are very insecure with their sexuality, because for men, it has always been a competition. Women is a finite resource. So when you're there and you're fucking another woman and there's another man there trying to get that woman, then and that woman is reciprocating the other man, this man would feel, oh, what am I going to do? But if it's like double penetration or you can, if you're a woman and then you, you give uh, the other man a blowjob while the other man fucks you, that's a different story. But it has to be very simultaneous. No one has to be neglected, especially for men. For women, we're fine. We all good, man. Right? I mean, is that for is that here in the Philippines that um, men don't want another guy in the room? It, it, you know, I mean, if, if it's a threesome, it'd rather have a majority would have another girl. Is that is that the consensus here in the Philippines? Well, I don't know. Yeah. I've had a really hard time trying to set up an MFM threesome or even an orgy. Like one time, I invited six really hot girls right and then one guy would be my boyfriend uh in the orgy and then i asked another guy hey do you want to join this orgy it's just this my boyfriend who is your friend you already know each other and six hot bi women and he was like oh. no i'm sorry i can't do it and i'm like what? you don't have to do anything with the guy you can just be in the same room there's six women there you're not gonna have any problems you're not you don't even have to go near him you know, but it was a no. Can, can I meet these six women then? It's too late now. They're some see? of them are in relationships. Yeah, you're now. Yeah, right? Where, see, see uh, how Tony would like try to bring himself in the equation. No, I'm just. It, <sighs> it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be me if I didn't ask. You know what I mean? It wouldn't oh, be. That's, that's it would be on brand. It it would be. It wouldn't be the show that it is the show. You know what I mean? That I'm always curious. It's not a show. I think it's just you. Um, of course, you would want to fuck uh, six other women and be the I don't know one you, man in honestly, the room. Honestly, I haven't. So uh, you can't say that. One thing is saying you want to do it. Another thing is doing it. And I was I'd never ever say that. Yeah, I can do it because honestly, it's different feeling when you're there. Uh, I'm sure Trish has been in so many of these situations where it's always different. It's never the same feeling. And it's like me being with a, with a girl for the first time. It's never like clockwork. You know what I mean? <laughs> like for me, it, it's not the same thing. I don't, I don't go in there being the Michael Jordan. Hell no. I'm always thinking like, 
shoot, okay, is she, is she, is she, does she feel anything? Is she, is she okay? Is she, is she, am I doing it right? In my head is, okay, am I doing it right? It, it, it takes practice. So maybe you should expose yourself to a lot of these I don't know. situations. I don't know. And Tish is here to maybe introduce you to. I have yet to get the balls to actually say, okay, you know what, more than one. Because I kind of like taking my time with one person. But I like the fact that she mentioned how um, she likes snacks because I eat a lot of fruits during sex or after, actually. That's what I think. So maybe I'd probably prepare my watermelon, my melon, my grapes, uh, my peaches. My oh, next she, oh, 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 Trisha would do that for you. Oh, she's like 100%. the ultimate mommy. She's like the ultimate sex mommy. So I like. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Maybe that's your brand, man. I'm a mom you I'm have like, sex I'm with. I'm a sex mommy. No, sex mommy. <laughs> Not the milf. Well, that's a mommy I have sex with. Let, like, sex mommy. Orgy mommy. Because I'm really curious because this is the first time that we're hearing about the orgies here in the Philippines. Uh, I know I've heard them. I've never met anyone. Well, actually, no. You're the second. But I've never had it go into detail. Uh, so this is the first time I'm actually going to hear someone elaborate on how it goes, how the setup is, how young are they, um, is there how, how do you get into the community? Uh, is it easy? Do does one need to get tested? Uh, is it do people wear condoms? Uh, you know, I'm I'm so curious now because uh, the person that I had met over the years, they were very very. This is we, we they can't say too much, uh, and I had to respect that. You know, I mean, as much as I as I was curious uh, to to be part of, but there was just so in, there was not enough info for me to to get out of her. Uh, so. For those that are wondering, how does this start off? How does one get into the community? Um, and is it word of mouth? Is there a hotline? Is it our Facebook community? Is it on Instagram? A hotline. I, I love the hotline. Maybe I would love a hotline. I would love a hotline. I would love a Facebook group where I can just post. That would be awesome because that would make my job like so much easier. Group. Oh, we can promote that. Yeah. We can promote that. Right? Yeah. Like super, you super screen everybody. Um, you have like regular meetups, like not sexual meetups, just so everyone gets to know each other. That would be honestly my dream. But as of now, I, it's not like a community of orgy havers, uh, orgy participants or anything because uh, – I really need to be friends with the person I'm speaking okay. with first. Or if I'm not friends, like I can see us being friends. All right. Like if I can't talk to you after or in between the sex, we're not going to have sex. So the only orgies I've had. Does it make it easier for you? And do you suggest that to everyone that thinks of going into something like this, that conversation is a must. Getting Setting that foundation uh, because it just makes it, a little awkward if you can't even converse with that person. So you would suggest, okay. Having, well, that's me. Uh, okay. I, I, I can see how some people would be totally fine having an orgy with complete strangers. Like, I don't know, maybe y'all met up on Tinder grind or something. That's fine. Uh, it's just me personally, because I love to talk. Uh, <laughs> I love talking and it's not just like a physical thing for me, sex. I think that it's also a connection. And when you're in an orgy, it's it's a long it's a long time, right? Like you have probably a few hours to kill, and you're not going to be having sex for all three hours straight. You know, there are going to be periods when you go to the snack table, when you head out to have a cigarette, and in those times, you're gonna have to talk to the people that you're sleeping with. So, okay. 
for me, it has to be people I know that, you know, I can at least have a nice small talk, casual conversation with while we're butt naked having a cigarette, you know? Wait, so like this. Let me get this. Let me get this. So I'm trying to paint the picture for those that are listening to this. The orgy consists of a table filled with food, drinks. So it's like a party without clothes, basically. And you guys yep. just start fucking and then you stop and then fuck and then stop. And then people and people can go at it while you guys are having a break. Others are screwing. And then you can join and then not join, pull yourself out. And this is happening. What's the duration of the orgy? An hour? Two, like you said, three, four hours, five hours. Um, and where? Where where do we where do orgies happen in this in this country? Everywhere. You know, yeah, everywhere. But honestly, I didn't start having it until I got my own place because um, it's actually quite hard to find hotels and motels that'll let you bring like eight people in a room. Uh, we've I've tried it like Victoria Court. I guess the party rooms yeah. there are pretty are pretty solid, and you can get deals on like Metro Deal or whatever. Yeah. So I used to have foursomes in Victoria Court. They have good food. Beer's cheap. It's pr- pretty great. Uh, they have a pole in case anybody's a pole dancer, but you know, not really my group of friends, unfortunately. But the orgies I've had recently were in my girlfriend's apartment, which is the this this is my girlfriend's apartment behind me. So, <laughs> yeah. So basically, uh, it's easier to like have your own place to host it. Oh yeah. Because then nobody asks questions. That's also, I mean, like, not like I would really mind answering, but, <laughs> you know, I'm busy, so I can't really answer that. But, all uh, yeah. Friends, you've slept with all your friends? That's kind of weird. Like, you know, I'm going to ask my girlfriends or my, you know, my close girlfriends, hey, do you ever think you want to have an orgy? I mean, do you bring it up? Like, how do I bring it up to just friends of mine? Because you don't sleep with just random strangers, right? So, uh, do you ever think of doing an orgy? I mean, do I just bring it up? Would that be okay? Or would you be insulted? I, I, I'm not sure how. I mean, like, I trust. The only people I would trust are my friends, right? So it's only, it's only right that I'm comfortable with them. So why not ask, right? Or would, would you think that's a bit going too far? Maybe I should just ask, would you be down to do an orgy? Without me saying, yeah. hey, you want to join me? Mm. Maybe I could say, would you do an orgy? Would you go join an orgy? Tony Tony, Doc Rika Cruz. This is the Sexy Minds Podcast on Podcast Network Asia. Our good friends over at Kink Lab, PH. Oh, yeah. Uh, check out and follow kinklab.ph on Instagram. Uh, they have a giveaway promo, uh, valid while supplies last. So uh, they have Kink Lab tokens. Uh, they have a kink lab take a ride so basically they have sex toys and whatnot uh so this is great for self-discovery experimentation and uh i guess sex positivity you know uh that's all what we're here about that's what we're here for and it doesn't matter whether you're a guy your girl transgender you can always push the limits and let's remove the stigma that sex toys have that are they're what too too taboo embarrassing uh, and only lonely single women have them or should have them. That's totally BS. That's bullshit. So uh, if you don't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else, right? So Exactly. Amen. Yeah. So basically follow kinklab.ph on Instagram. And they got, uh, we're, we're going to put on our Facebook 
uh, different links so you can get a you know uh, discount. Uh, so don't forget purchase of Kink Lab items of at least a thousand pesos. You can get a, a brand new Kink Lab leather bag uh, for additional only seventy pesos for every purchase of a Kink Lab toy. All right. So kinklab.ph and the Mad Artesians on Instagram. Tony Tony Doc Rica Cruz. This is the Sexy Minds Podcast. Yeah, baby. I have an answer yeah. to that, but I want Trisha to uh, answer first. Like, how do you do it? How do you, how do you ask people? Well, the great thing is that I've already kind of cultivated this persona that people know or this image of me that I like group sex. So I think a lot of my friends are kind of just like bracing for the time I'm going to ask them. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just like, oh, is she going to do it today? I don't know. But uh, I do pretty much just go straight up. Hey, would you be down to do an orgy? I can invite you to one. Like, uh, and the people are going to be this, this, and this, and this. I'll awesome. add you to the group chat. So when did you start this? What mm-hmm. age did you decide, hey, I want to I try an orgy. I want to get into this group sex thing. Pretty sure that was also very early on. Like, like in high school, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Like- high school? <laughs> she did, yeah, she oh, did I didn't have them that. in high school. Wait, high school? But I wanted to do them already probably as early yeah. as high school. Uh, you know, we always say that. You know, in our heads, yeah, I'll get have sex with Eric. Yeah, yeah. It's always a numbers game when you're younger. Yeah. I might have had a foursome in high it. school. Oh, yeah? Oh, you have but, like, oh, but not really. Like, what happened was I was with my girlfriend at the time, and we were at her best friend's apartment. And the best friend had her boyfriend there. So we were drinking, whatever. And then we started playing this game of horse. And then Ooh. it got very, very sexual. And we, I, we never interacted with the other couple, but they were definitely like right next to us in the same room. So I don't know if that counts. Does that count? I think, it, I think, I think that's how it starts. I mean, um, that's how it starts. Like um, you have sex while another couple um, have sex. Uh, and then that's when you start to explore and, and, and see like, oh my gosh, I just saw you having sex with your partner and whatever. And then see if we can do it all together. Um, another way to ask it, because that you, well, how you ask is very straightforward, right? Like, do you want to, you, do you want to have an orgy? Because you already have that, um, brand (laughs) you already have that kind of reputation and people know you for that but if you are not that kind of person where you're up front another way to ask it is actually during sex say tony you are you're having sex with a woman and you are into it and this woman would say okay would you want me would you want to see me doing it with another girl or would you want to see me doing it with another guy it starts with the fantasy isn't that kind of awkward as i'm thrusting oh hell no as i'm thrusting in a girl and filipino women aren't great timing yeah filipino women aren't normally open that way well for my from the women that i've been with uh they're like fuck you motherfucker are you thinking of someone else as in your fucking No. Plunging? You don't do it that way. You do it that's like what do you want? Do you want to fuck another girl? Do you want to fuck another guy? It's not you saying I want this. 
it's it's about the woman. You have to position yourself in such a way that I'm gonna get you slapped. are catering to her needs. I know I'm gonna get slapped. Right, Trisha. I'm gonna get slapped. I am gonna get no. slapped, Trisha. I am gonna get slapped. For me, who I am, oh man, sampalyan. Tang ina mo. it's you. No, no. But no, like no. for for I other, I wouldn't say. I know a lot of guys. Like what the hell? I know. I can see a lot. A lot. Of, they already question. The girls already question if I'm fucking other girl. What more? If I ask. It's, them, it's you. Yeah, but still, like that's so weird. Like maybe outside the bedroom, but as I'm fucking her and about to fuck her or just finish, it's like maybe finish, maybe maybe because, um, it's done. And then I can go, and she's satisfied. So I can go, maybe. So, would you ever consider? Okay. Mm-hmm. That is, that's one strategy. And it works for couples who are, are, who already have that safe space with each other. You don't talk about sex during sex. You talk about sex outside of sex. What I'm telling you is when you are in that space of like fucking and you're talking about fantasies and when you talk about fantasies, you're like, oh, fucking baby, bitch, you're my bitch. And that person is in that space. That's when you bring it in. Because when that person is so horny and so lustful, they wouldn't think about competition they would think about their fantasies and their pleasure. That's one way to um, squeeze your way in or weasel your way in into that kind of relationship. What do you think about that, Trisha? It's basically like sales. You know, you always have to pitch how it benefits them. You know, not like, oh, you do this for me, do this for me. You have to tell them, like, these are the reasons that uh, these are the reasons that you should join. This is how you're going to have fun. Uh, there's six hot girls. Come on, please say yes. You know, you have to you have to pitch it. Agree, outside of sex. Like, I don't really ask people. I mean, okay, maybe, maybe I have. During sex. Maybe I have. Ah. No, not during. Not during, <laughs> but definitely a, some, some kind of pillow talk. And I think this is, like, something I need to work on. Sometimes I get so excited, like, if I meet a new partner and then I have sex with them and immediately I'm like, okay, now you're going to join the orgies and you're going to do this. And I get so excited, like a little puppy, you know, I need to slow down on that. But, yeah, generally I ask, like, if we're out drinking and I find myself attracted to a friend, like, oh, hey, would you be – down to do this someday awesome great let's book it wow yeah wow that is awesome basically where do you guys you ask where do you guys hang out man i, I think <laughs> in the wrong effing places like <laughs> always about the other person's needs that's how you strategize it what do you want what do you need will this work for you and if that person says yes okay i'm down to fucking another woman or I'm down to fucking uh, having three men there and two women there, then that's your in. But I want to ask Trish, how's the reception with men joining the orgy um, at first? Is it like, oh, whoa, whoa. Or is it like, yeah, damn, hell yeah. They always ask if there's going to be another guy. And the moment I mention that there's another guy or even the possibility of me looking for another guy to kind of fill up the slots, 
they all of a sudden go, whoa, okay, no. But like, you can't <laughs> possibly please that many women in one night. Right? It's physically impossible. Can't. Don't no, put no. yourself up to that test because you will fail. Mm-hmm. Oof, that's a challenge, man. That's a epic. Oh, yeah. That is the first time that I heard Tony say, oof. And I only hear that from my 10-year-old. No, because, because I, I find it, um, just for me personally, like one is already like, much no it's not even too much it's i focus a lot of my energy into that one person like i'm channeling all my energy just, mm-hmm. just to please that i think person. so and i think what you're missing here is an unfamiliar unfamiliarity with it all is to also give another ounce of my energy to to another person and then you know i i'm such a pleaser that i will not accept 50 percent if I'm giving one girl 100%, I also want to give my undivided attention to that one, 100% to that next girl, to the next girl. And if there's six girls, holy shit, man, yo, I need to like a power nap. I need to give me like power nap. Okay, let's fuck power nap because I get so drained. I think what you're missing here is you are coming from a narrative of a Filipino male that you have to please all the six women. What you're missing here is all the other, actually the six women can do fine without you. Oh, totally. They just need a dick, right? They just need a dick there. And that, that's the narrative that we have to break, that men do not have to do everything. We're fine on our own, man. We know what to that? do. Oh, that? It's just how I am. It's how my girlfriend, when I was 16, 17 years old, she said, exactly. And, and that's the reason why I am who I am. I'm not going to change that. I, there's a lot of guys who are fucking lazy in this country. There are more <laughs> lazy motherfuckers in this country than I know. My friends are freaking lazy as hell. When I asked her, I'm not even going to go into that. But what, yeah, you mean, I know you know what you do and you know how to please women. Like, what I'm saying is that in an orgy, you don't have to please all six women. You can just please one because all the other women can figure it out. Well, that, well, what do you think, I, about, Trisha? I've never been with six women, so I wouldn't know at the same time, Trish. So I, I, I could never oh, go, Trish. Go. I could never tell him what I, he needs to know. You know what I mean? For me, you know what I mean. It, it's like okay, I'm gonna treat every girl like it's it's a different girl, obviously, you know, and give her give her whatever who I am. I mean, I don't want to give, oh, okay, he was okay. You know what I mean? And I know that each girl would be different. There's no way I can give the same amount or the exact, the same pleasure for each woman because each woman's different. And it takes me a while to find their spots. Erogenous zones, uh, their, 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 their clit, uh, what, what's their favorite position, uh, from where, where, where they don't like it, where they like it. You know what I mean? All of this is important for each girl. Each girl's different. It's not like a robot where, you know, and that, that gets me thinking, okay. And, and with so many bodies, I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. It's like because I'm unfamiliar. You know what I mean? And, I, and the second thing is, is my dick going to be hard the whole time, you know, with, 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 with six women? You know what I mean? Obviously, it just breaks. Fine. The breaks is good. But it's going to be my first time. 
You know what I mean? Not every guy that gets into six women is fucking rock hard, you know, for six, four or five hours. No way. It's impossible. Impossible. But you know what I mean? There are some guys that take shit, then fine. You know what I mean? They, they, they can go on forever. Um, but just the familiarity, six girls in one room with one dude. Uh, okay. Some guys can't even, you know, get on with one girl. What more? Five plus five. Well, think of it like a buffet, right? When you go to a buffet, sure, you eat a lot more than you normally do, but you're still not eating everything because it is physically impossible to eat everything and okay. not explode. So it's kind of the same at an orgy. Like you're not going to probably interact fully with everyone in the orgy. My last couple of orgies, like the first one, I was pretty much mostly just orgy momming the whole time. <laughs> uh, I didn't really, I mean, like, what, what I, mommy, here you just say here, go here, go there, uh, do this, do that. Oh, that's like an orgy director. Uh, no, I'm an orgy mom. I'm like the, the mom in Mean Girls. Like, do you need a condom, some water, some lube? And I would just go oh, around oh. handing out and refilling. I, I was refilling water so much because like those girls were thirsty. So now I would just go back to the fridge, pour some water, whatever. You know, just things like that. So I... I would like kind of dip my toe in, uh, go down on a girl or something, and then like yeet myself back out or whatever. Second oh. orgy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go. You have a question? What happens when you don't like the person or you're not interested or you don't have a choice? I mean, you don't have to participate or do no, anything like, with anyone. Go down on me. And I'm like, ah, oh, no, no, no. She, and she, wants, she goes on top of me. Right. Well, yeah. I guess you can be like, ah, oh, no, sorry. But ideally... Well, the way that I set up my orgies is that everyone's kind of attracted to each other anyway. But that's really difficult, especially the more people that you include. So it's more like uh, just normalizing asking beforehand. Like, hey, is this cool? Can I do this? And also having that confidence to say, nope, no, thank you. I'm good. You know, just creating oh, you that, that You could say, yeah. uh, I'm, 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 I'm perfectly okay. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, pretty much. Like we've all kind of accepted or we've all agreed that it's okay if someone says no to you, um, that maybe ideally you should ask first. Uh, yeah. I don't know. We just talk. We're friends. So we talk. I got to, I got to like, is there like a viewing party? Like, a, you know, where I can just like, just check it out. I don't, I don't want to join. I just want to just, you know, just see how it would I'll go. charge you. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind. I just want to see how it would go and how I would feel. Um, you know what I mean? I, I, I'll just perfectly just sit there and just see and just getting the timing of it all. You know what I mean? Just to get myself familiar with uh, how things are, are going along and just scope how people are going at it because that, that they're be just like, Hmm, interesting. Cause Can on, you? on porn, it's not the same <laughs> thing. You know what I mean? Porn is, is obviously scripted, uh, for the director, the DOP, the lighting. And, uh, um, so in reality, it's, it's not the same thing. So I'd like to, I mean, when ever, obviously everyone would have to agree for me to just be a voyeur. Um, or you can just do it on FaceTime or something, and then I just watch. But it's it's different when you're actually there, uh, in the presence. Um, so I just like to get my feet wet just by being in it because I've never seen more than three people go at it. Like 
in a room. That's still a good number. That's still more than what most people have seen, I think. Yeah, but six is quite a lot for me. You know what I mean? And 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 I'm 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 you know what I mean it's like wow. I never thought I would be in a group with with more than six women or at least five plus five five plus. So um it'd be really interesting just to experience it in, in terms of uh watching I it don't really know. is a fascinating scene because like i remember taking a step back and just looking at everyone and kind of enjoying what's going on it was so busy yeah. there were like three people on the bed uh doing whatever there were two people outside having a naked cigarette one person was playing with my cat and i i literally mean my cat um, he's super adorable. He was just there the whole time. Another person was like getting some snacks. And I'm just there standing, looking at everyone going, wow, they're so beautiful. I love it. <laughs> and how's the safety of this uh, in terms of health? I mean, um, do you guys get tested? Are people wearing condoms? Um, uh, how does it go? What's the protocol? Or is it just you just trust everyone? That's another reason why I prefer sleeping with friends because uh, they're a lot more honest about their sexual history. They're a lot more honest about their sexual health. Uh, the last couple of orgies I've been in have been with other women. So we used condoms on the toys, but otherwise, well, I don't know. I've been tested and I know a lot of them were tested before they got into monogamous relationships. But yeah, generally, there's no genital on genital contact. Okay much i don't think anybody scissored or anything like that so yeah mainly condoms on the sex toys uh and we were thinking of maybe establishing this as a regular orgy group but then you know corona hit but before that we were talking about it and we were like planning to all get tested and you know just have it be out of the way i guess you can do a swab you know party you know like an anti like 30 minutes it's like two thousand pesos and i think I think that'd be worth it. I mean, it's been seven months. <laughs> Shit. You know, from orgy I'm party. I'm so scared. To- I'm so paranoid. <laughs> if you do an anti-gin test, you'll be safe. You know, I mean, it just takes 15, 20 minutes and you're good. You guys will be all good. I mean, that's the only way that you'll find out, honestly. I mean, um, for me, I think that's the only way I'll, I'll ever have sex. Uh, in in the year 2023, I think will be the next uh, if if there was no swab. But since there's a swab test, I think I, I'm more confident with the swab test, uh, with the PCR ra- rather than the the rapid hell no. There's like a 20 percent uh, mm-hmm. efficacy on that one. So, uh, but the antigen swab is a I believe it's a Sophia 25. That's the gold standard right now, uh, worldwide. Uh, if you can actually get someone to to do that test. Um, I think it's 3,000 pesos. There's another one that's like... Yeah, I don't tell the, um, what do you call that, a supplier for that shit. But yeah. yes, I've done that. Make sure that this person doesn't have, isn't positive with yeah. anything during this pandemic. I'm, yeah, I mean, like, Doc, like, I'm, I'm sure, uh, you know, as much as we talk about how there's going to be more pregnancies in 2020, 2021, oh my God, a lot more people that are worried about you know, getting COVID than getting HIV or STIs or STDs. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. COVID. Oh, I, we can't kiss, but we can do doggy, but we can't kiss. Yeah. Yeah. It's and I believe that's a real, yeah. I believe that's a real um, concern during this time. And 
uh, like I think Trish would be able to answer it. Like, you know, you asked you asked her how to protect themselves, but she's like, okay, these are my friends. But how about people? Because I know that there are Facebook groups who are like swingers and um, orgy Yes, the local swinger community. Oh, yeah, I know that. I know that. Can and you tell us more about I've, I've heard, I've the, heard their stories. What are the swingers and that don't know? Who are unfamiliar because what do you I mean? a lot of virgins listen to this podcast now. Thank you to all the newbies and... Who are Is that the- your target audience? No. Virgins? Hell no. I know. Are- I mean, yeah, we, we love them. And I think they need to listen to this podcast to figure out that, hey, there's these stories exist. Yeah. Um, curious. There's a lot of curious people and there's no venue. There's no, there's no content mm-hmm. out there. You know what I mean? That our Filipinos talking about orgies and, and, and swingers. You know what I mean? You, you just, when you're young, uh, you, you watch whatever's on television and our media doesn't promote sex. Media, there's no sex in, in, in television. In movies, our movie theaters have banned ST films, sex films. I promote it now. Okay, so what are swingers? Trisha, <laughs> <laughs> go. Yeah, so swingers are usually couples who play with other couples. So they might swap partners. Wow. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the local swinger community. I don't know much about them. I know they exist in the shadows, but I don't know who they are. I don't know where they are. I know they're like okay. Manila Swingers Club. Yeah. Um, there is a group um, of swingers uh, consisting of couples, not really couples, but like married couples um, who are open in their relationship and um, they want to exchange partners. But most of them, they exchange partners because of this fantasy and porn category, which is called cuckolding, right? Um, and cuckolding is more cuckolding. It's more of your wife, you seeing your wife being banged by someone else. Damn. Okay. And they get, they get a thrill out of that. And that is in contradiction to... The whole, okay, I'm going to have a threesome, but I do not want to have a guy there. But this works because the husband only watches. They do not get into the sexual act itself. That's why um, there's a lot of like porn. If you go to porn sites, there's a lot of porn that says, my girlfriend fucking my best friend, my wife doing this. Yeah, screwing my stepsis. Yes. My stepmom. Because that works. Why is it such a big deal? Like, uh, screwing my stepmom or my stepsister. Like, it's all like, you know, I mean, it's it's all these crazy fantasies, which... Because it's like incest light. It's Ah. like taboo and kind of like oh gasp but not enough to the point that it's like gross incest yeah yeah i guess i guess i guess so i guess it's taboo but we'd have to go very blood you're not blood you're not blood related and i think correct me if i'm wrong um the uh porn after a while it becomes uh Desensitized, so you kind of need to level up. I think, Doc, is that it? Leveling okay. up all the time. 
Not not really. Because the um, uh, porn, I mean, I don't, if I, we're gonna I, talk I about science porn. and study, like, I'm 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 not support. Like I don't. It doesn't really do anything for me now. I don't know why, but um, it's just like okay, all right. Unlike before, I was like, damn, yeah. Let me open my laptop. Let me check out my key, my search words, you know. And now it's like, oh, I, no. Okay. I think um, the issue there is not porn, but your fantasies. So you cannot put it and pinpoint it and blame it on porn, but your fantasies. I'm Maybe not, pagod ka no, na I'm dun not, sa, no, okay, ito yung pinapanood ko, whatever, whatever, whatever. Ang gusto mo is more like an exciting thing. And porn, what it does is like, basically, you vicariously live in that moment which could be your fancy right and i think trish could um attest to it that if your fantasy is an orgy and you go into an orgy that's what you were saying a while ago sometimes it's not as good as it is when you thought when you were thinking about it right i think it's better it's not as pleasurable <laughs> Good, very good. It's way better in real because life. You are that kind, you're that kind of person. And for other people though, fantasies may give them more pleasure than doing it in real life. And that's why you're here in this show to talk about that, that it's so much better for you and there are people that are okay with doing it. Daba. Yeah, totally. And I, I kind of get what Tony Tony was saying about porn where I like to watch porn. I've been watching porn since I was like 11. Great yeah. job yeah. on my psyche, honestly. But uh, recently, I've also kind of been feeling a little bit unexcited by porn. But what I did was is I changed the kind of porn I was watching. Okay. So I actually subscribed. I paid money for a 12-month subscription <laughs> to this wow. feminist porn site. And mm-hmm. it's a lot more in line, I think, with the kind of porn that I really want to be seeing because it's it's more narrative based. It's okay. it's kind of like a movie where they have really explicit sex. Okay, so it's there's more, more there's women. It's it's more believable, I guess. It's more lifelike. Is that it? Well, I'm just like really driven by that narrative. Like I I need to connect with these characters. I need to see the chemistry unfold between them. And I, I want it to feel real. I don't, because, okay, I'm all about the chemistry. I'm all about the build up to the sex. Sometimes yeah. I feel like I enjoy that way more than the actual sex because sex can be so mm-hmm, disappointing. Mm-hmm, but like when mm-hmm. you're having that back and forth and you're like, are we going to have sex? Oh, I don't know. You know, like that is see? super hot for me. So I think that's why is I, the I think, I think yeah. I'm the same way now over, this, over, the, over the years, how the conversation is the one who would dictate whether it happens or not. And if the conversation isn't going the way I want it, I kind of get that limp dick. And I, no, I won't even ask to like, you know, uh, oh no, you know what? Let's, okay, whatever. You know what I mean? It, it, it's, it's, it, mm-hmm. it, it's when the conversation is, is great, it's good, uh, and I'm not busy. Let's meet up, let's talk. And then if it, if, if, if it sounds, if the conversation is great over food or drinks, even better. Then let's take it to the next level. Um, only because 
I think I'm, I, I like getting to know the person more um, because sex to me isn't just, it's, it's, yes, it's sex, but also a great deal of it is my interest in the person, not just the fucker, but the fact that she's a person and I want to get to know more of her on, not on a relationship basis, but on a personal, just as a person. And I think that's what excites me about the conversation, like you said, um, more than the sex. Because um, if the conversation's bad, I probably won't. But if it ends up that way, it, I won't try my best to always give 110 or at least if, if she's done coming, I'll force myself to come. I won't go that extra mile to fucking fuck her, her brains out. You know what I mean? But if, if, the, if the conversation's great and I'm like, I'm loving the conversation and it's good over drinks and food, oh my gosh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give her like the tier, like five-star service instead of like, okay, uh, you know, yeah, I made her come. Okay, let's go. Let's finish this. Because uh, that's, that's where the foreplay starts. The foreplay doesn't start in the bedroom. It starts when you're, you're talking. Right. Maybe you're right. Maybe for me, that's where it's starting. And, and that's when it's beginning. You know what I mean? That's where it's beginning. And it's not over yet after the sex. The conversation yes. after is what I like. Like, that's why I like the fruits. You know, I, I go to the fridge, get my fruits, and she's like... like most- Honestly, the best thing any person could say to me after sex is, what do you want to eat? And yes. I'm just like, yes! Oh, go. yeah! <laughs> Always, like... You know, my, my fridge, you know, I, I don't know how long this is. post that. <laughs> but I know a lot of girls will say, yeah, tone is kind of weird. Because they look at me and I'm always offering pears, Fuji apple, oranges, uh, watermelon, melon. Like I got like great, I, man, my fridge is all fruits. So it's kind of like, okay, where's this guy going? And then I come back with like a bowl of fruits. <laughs> and I'm like eating on the bed. They're like, gutum ka? I'm like, no, no. Obviously. I'm just craving for You know? No, it's not. because It's I, hydrating too. Yeah, but when I work out, like I just came from boxing. I never ate fruits till late, late, late. You know, but after sex, I go straight to the fridge. It's like, open the <laughs> fridge. I'm like naked. I haven't washed off yet. I get fruits. Here, have some fruits. And they're like, hey, you just fucked me. And now you're feeding me fruits. Like, okay. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. And a lot of them haven't been fed after sex, apparently. Uh, I mean, the best men I've been with would be like after sex, not fruits, but they would cook. Ooh, they would that's the really freaking oh, cook. Oh, oh my say, gosh. Okay. So, right, right. so like and that's what that's what gets me. Honestly, the the moment that I knew my girlfriend was so uh, it was a keeper was we had like a, a BDSM session, like her first mm-hmm. like her first real one, and like I planned it out. I had an outline and everything. I brought all the tools, and then when we were done, she made me steak, and I was just like, "Oh, it's a good steak. What is this sex and steak? Like where where else can I get this?" I was I was hooked. I was obsessed from that day onwards. Really, I mean. I, I got the same thing. It was like, <laughs> steak? And 
uh, salpicao, and is this chef um, whatever you want. Do you want burrito? Breakfast oh. burrito? Like, oh Ed? my god, like everything all the time. Well, it's like a buffet. Chef Ed Baton. And then we had sex afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had we had sex again afterwards. So I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the key. All I know is the air fryer. All I have is the air fryer and the steamer. So I just do vegetables and fish. So that's it. Air fryer is so versatile. What are you talking about? Well, I've never cooked food after sex. You know, I mean, I've ordered food after sex. Oh, maybe you should check. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Can I just say, can I just say, Trisha, you know, I've known Tony for a long time. Probably five years now. And, um... Yeah, our relationship has been like Tony is known as the fucking motherfucker of uh, the Philippines, right? The, he fucks everything that has pussy. Or that's not true. That's so. That's not true. Okay, fine, fine. That's not true. There's but, a lot of times I, I've, I've seen because of our because of our relationship, I get people, I get women talk to me and then uh, tell me their sexual stories. And one of the things that um pop out is that after sex or it, it's not even after sex or even morning the morning after tony would make it a point to ask what do you want to eat for breakfast he won't cook but there will always be food there so there would be so hooked that's such say, a great move okay yeah okay he's such a nice guy he's such a kind guy and he really loves me and he really likes me and in my head it's like Dude, no, that's his no. mo. No, that's no, his no. mo, girl. Yeah, just hungry. <laughs> and Trisha, Trisha, let me know. just make clear, just so it just doesn't get <laughs> blown out of proportion. A lot of the times, I'm very straightforward. I'm very frank on the boundaries. I'm very, I'm very transparent with how far I, I, I want this to go. I will never ever say sweet nothings. I will never ever make a woman feel that I want more than what's at stake, unless I say it. Um, unless I tell her, you know what, I, I want this to go a little more, which I, I, it's been so long since I've actually said that, I think, um, 2011. Uh, so for me, feeding you is out of respect. We had sex. It's something special. It may not be a relationship or leading into something serious, but it's a relationship in terms of friendship. And I've always been a gentleman like that. I think if, you know, I mean, whether it's paying for the, for the service, for the ride to go home or to come over, um, I will do that. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's just as a gentleman, I want to be that gentleman and not, not all douchebags, you know, not all guys that, that just are, are, you know, screwing around are fuckboys. There are guys who want to be single but can give respect to a woman. And be honest. It's just sex and a conversation. It doesn't have to be a relationship. But because society and the conditioning that sex is sacred and that you should only do it with one person, that's because you, you know, I mean, you can't, some people can't segre- or departmentalize their feelings from lust to love and it gets kind of tricky. Uh, but if you do it for as long as I've been doing it, I don't, I don't get the two confused. And, um, and I think I know myself. So I don't want to trick anyone. I don't want to, I don't want to have to sleep with someone to yeah, I mean, and lie to them. Because I think that's how it should be. Because I wouldn't want to sleep forward. with them. 
actually, the funny thing is, once I, I get feelings, I can't. I can't really get into it. Like, I, okay. once she gets... That is actually... Wait for That's actually a very, very good um, uh, point to ask Trish about because you're doing all these orgies, threesomes, or whatever. You're, you're in an open relationship. But I want to know what happens when someone gets feelings or like catches feelings. Oh, yeah. yeah. When it's not. Oh, no, on I'm the usually table. the one who gets feelings. Michael <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but I like go to therapy for that. <laughs> I'll tell my therapist next time I see her. <laughs> oh wow, great! Well, uh, but no, I mean, okay. What the way I have feelings is a little bit different because I don't necessarily think that feelings translates to expectations. So, like, I can have feelings for you and totally respect the boundaries that are put in place. As long as I am feeling like my needs are taken care of and I'm getting what I want out of this, then I'm okay. Like I can like somebody and not have them want to take it further than like a sexual relationship. That's, that's totally cool with me. Uh, it's just when the other person doesn't have accountability and doesn't like take care of my emotions that I get a little peeved. It's like just because we don't have a relationship doesn't mean that you can flake. It okay. doesn't mean that you can disregard my feelings. Uh, it doesn't mean that you can completely ignore me uh, when we're out. You know, like, say hi, talk to me, even if you're flirting with other girls or boys or whatever. You, you don't ignore me. So it's just things like that that really get me. Not so much the whole, oh, you don't return my feelings. That's fine. You mean reciprocated? Yeah. You're reciprocated. Uh, how do you feel with seeing them in public? someone that you've slept with, whether it's a guy or girl, and it's just you, is it, is it civil? Is it, is it um, uh, neutral? Is it uncomfortable? Is it uneasy? Because I know people are going to be wanting to probably try, you know, after listening to this, they're going to be like, yeah, you know, that girl, Trish, let's try that. Is it okay after, or is it a, there's a bit of tension? There's a bit of, you know, um, animosity between you and your past, uh, partners I am friends with or at least on good terms like some of them obviously I fell out of touch with because it's been so long yeah. but like we, we didn't we, we don't have any animosity I think the there's only like maybe two people that I can think of that I would not enjoy seeing in person but not because why, like we had why? slept together oh. well one of them was a shitty ex-boyfriend and okay. <laughs> he's okay. the worst uh, another one is what I was just talking about, someone who did not take accountability okay. um, and would not communicate, even though they'd be like, oh, I, I said no expectations. And it's like, okay, but you told me you'd be here at 3 p.m. So I expected you to be here at 3 p.m. Uh -oh. It's 10. Where are you? Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah. So it was just that really. And uh, she also cheated on my friend. So we don't talk to her anymore. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Um, how would it go? For those that are in a relationship, like you said, you were boyfriend, you had a girlfriend, uh, and you get into an orgy. Is that the best thing or is it the worst thing? I don't know. Um, it's to each his own, right? But how does it how's it panned out so far? What are the what are the odds that it can work and what are the odds that it's tricky here in the Philippines? Because not everyone is on the same page like you and the rest of your friends. 
I think the number one thing is that an orgy is never a solution to anything. If you guys are having problems, if your your sex life is kind of dead and you're not having sex with each other, I find that introducing new people tends to just introduce new problems. Uh, if you you like you and your partner are not solid, so I think the first thing would be to make sure that you guys are good first. That you know you're getting your needs met in your relationship. Uh, you respect each other. You love each other. And then that's when you can open the idea of other people because a lot of people use non-monogamy as, as a band-aid and it's just like, it's a crash and burn for I think 99% of those people oh, yeah, that I've seen. Oh yeah, I have a job too. <laughs> yeah, because that keeps you employed. <laughs> I know. So how, does it work? My- yeah. how does it work with you now? You have a girlfriend. Um, so you're committed to her but it's an open in terms of sex life but emotionally you're attached to her correct i I don't know well i'm also emotionally attached to other people um we're technically more polyamorous than we are okay uh, open relationships so i can have other girlfriends if it comes to that point it hasn't yet okay Uh, close close but not there yet um but we, we always joke that she's super spoiled because this is her first poly relationship but it's really really easy because i've done all of the work i i messed up i fucked up in previous relationships i i went through the whole shebang i figured out my boundaries and then when i came into this relationship i was absolutely sure of the kind of relationship that i wanted so before she asked me to be her girlfriend she had to clear out like okay so how does this poly thing work blah 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 yeah how does it it, work so what, what are the rules well, I have we no don't. Well, personally, we don't have very many rules because I've tried the whole veto principle, which is where you can uh, veto one of your partners, other partners. I've tried a sort of don't ask, don't tell type of thing that did not work out. Um, I've tried to limit my partner's emotional connections, also did not work out. So you know, our only rule or only rules are safe sex, obviously. Uh, and just tell me if it's going to happen or tell me after, whatever. It's totally cool. So that's it. Those are the only rules we really have. I have a question. So it's almost like what, what I've been if, doing for the past 20 years. Yeah, but like, yeah. Well, what, if, what if like your girlfriend falls in love with the other person that she's having sex with oh, more than she loves you or more than she's connected with you? Then what would happen in that? Well, I don't necessarily think that it's like a more or less situation. I know that the way she loves me is very different from how she's going to love other people. Our relationship is super solid. Uh, we don't live together. We live next to each other. So it's a very like healthy relationship with space. But if she does fall in love with someone, then I would totally support it because I know that she would totally support it if I'm in love with someone. That is so crazy. I love it. I love it. Like, can we get you on boys night out? Like, as yeah. like, <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I mean, like, yes, immediately. Oh, I don't even know what I'm saying. Do, yes, to. <laughs> she would do great. She yeah, would because do great. um, your thinking, your mindset is is 180 of the 106 million or what? Yeah, hundred. We are 106 million. And you, you are one of the few, very rare percentile that thinks 
and actually does it. People can say it. Yeah. Oh. I heard girls like, yeah, I know one girl that used to be, you know, really like badass. But she, she, tiklop, tiklop. Right, Rika? Doc? Tiklop talaga That's why I vouch for Trish, right? That's why she's in this show. Girls would say this, yeah. Guys. She's an ally. She's like. So, um. I'm balls deep in this. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you live, you li- you're living that life. You're, you're and, in yeah. that. You're in it. And um, to get a different perspective and share that to so many who think like this or it's got to be like this can broaden the horizon. And it's not for everyone, but it can get people to actually think that this can work. Something like it's that. a different perspective. Yeah. It's a different perspective, and it's more of like, okay, this happens, which is what this show is all about. Basically, telling people that hey, this is normal, this is okay, and this happens, and you do not have to be like ashamed of it. You do not have to uh, hide it because wait, wait, it's okay. Doc, speaking of ashamed, how is your family with this? Like your yeah. mom, dad, brothers, sisters. I mean, ah. I mean, it, it, is it a big thing or it's not a really a big deal or it's taking, it, it, it took a while because I know for a fact that the reason why I am the way I am is because my parents aren't in this country. So they don't get hurt. My brother won't get hurt knowing that I'm the, like, you know, my reputation is just slung through the mud. Um, it's only when they go on vacation that they go, do you know who your son is? And they, Do you know who your son is? Wow, that's such a loaded question. Yeah, yeah. and they just look and they're not, they're not from here. So they don't give a shit. You know, they just want to be here on vacation and be with me. But I mean, if they were living here, I know the pressure from Tito, Tita, Kumare, Kumpare. Yeah, Trish has a very colorful um, background, I believe. And yeah. How, yeah, you, how how are you able to how do you deal with that? that i mean if if people are thinking along the same wavelength what's in store for them when we're in such a conservative or uh i don't want to say we're conservative we're just suppressed suppressed we're, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Repressed, suppressed we're fucking horny we're f- we are we love sex we yeah. love porn we love, we love all of that. And now the stats show. Analytics don't lie. So how do you handle the family aspect? Because, you know, image. Oh, you know, how you are in public, in society. It's such a big deal, you know, which I've already thrown that out the window when I joined, when we put up the show. So um, it's been like, <laughs> it's been hell for me, but fuck it. You know, I said, fuck oh, it. Yeah, I did that too when I joined your show. So it doesn't <laughs> Yeah, okay. I mean, I think we're very lucky to be able to say fuck it because I've also pretty much also like said fuck it. Um, yeah. I think no, because part we like of fucking, me, so we're just like, yeah, so fuck it. Yeah. But a part of me, I feel like I prepared my mom a little bit when I came out when I was like 12 or something. So she's, yeah. she's already had her fair share of having to deal with my sexuality. Enough. She's... She's used to it at this point. Uh, but obviously, I'm financially independent. I don't rely on my parents for anything. 
But I was also really lucky to have an ally in my dad when he was still around because my dad was always a very, uh, well, he was a private man, but he was always very vocal about me needing to have sex before marriage, me needing to learn, like, you know, to be educated sexually and to be safe. And, you know, he used to be a hippie. How old were you? When, when uh, well, we would talk about sex, like age appropriate, whatever yeah. sex education with my dad starting huh. from when like I was a preteen. Great. That's you know, great. and like much later uh, when I grew up, became an adult, started having sexual experiences. But I your dad's told not my pretty, dad. Your dad's not. No, he's American. Oh, but he's still, oh. he's half Pinoy. He's half Pinoy. He was born here. He was born in Negros and <laughs> he grew up here. He went to the States for, for college. So. He's been here most of his life. Yeah, very Americanized, obviously. Yeah, very Americanized. I, and, I a Filipino father would talk to his daughter. Uh, oh I, yeah. I, my my guy, the guy got the guy friends that I have. They all carry guns, and then they post on their Facebook. Oh. No, my dad did not like guns for my daughters, and I'm oh. like, hey, yeah. what's wrong with that? I have a gun for my daughter. No, yeah. Um, but, <laughs> so they're not willing. They're not willing to bring up that conversation, that topic. That topic is out. No. You know, and I think that harms uh, the society more rather than in- informing, educating. Obviously, they're still babies. But I mean, in the future, I don't think these fathers who are my friends are going to bring up that conversation. Uh, it's so, funny. It's so crazy because huh? yeah, no, my Filipino yeah. dad will go, oh, sex ka muna ha, bago kasal. You know, it's so it's so funny. It's so funny because the other day, two days ago, my ten year, my nine year old, yeah, had her period. Oh, oh my god! god. How I am, had her period, and you know how I am. Like I'll fucking sex, I'll give you condoms and whatever. But my first reaction, this is me being very aware of myself. My first reaction was like, okay, let's celebrate your womanhood. How do you feel about that? And when we were sat down, I said, okay, you are not going to have a boyfriend. And she was like, it's okay, mama. I like girls. Great. I was like, good job. (laughs) Oh, she, so she. she, Because, so we said, I said, Good job because I don't want to be a Lola anytime soon. <laughs> so yeah, like my dad actually, he did have rules in place for me for when I was going to have sex for the first time, but they were very, very easy rules to follow. One was wait till you're 18 and be safe. Those were, and tell me, those were the three rules he had and I followed every single one of them. I mean, I had sex with a girl when I was much younger, but that's not what he meant. <laughs> Because he did also didn't want to be a grandfather. He didn't want any like teenage pregnancy situation. So mm. I remember I was 17 and I was um, in the room with a guy and I was giving him a hand job. And I know that it was, he probably wanted to lead to sex, but I was like, I am turning 18 in a month. And I told my dad that I would not have sex until I was 18. Until you're 18. So I didn't. Oh, wow. Oh, good on you. Good on you. Yeah. Um, my daughter, See? At nine. I taught him, I taught her, sorry, I taught her how to put on condoms, just to be sure. And now that she has her period, I had to like say, okay, um, know what I taught you, but you're not going to have boyfriends. And that's what she told me. It's okay, mama. I like girls. I'm like, 
Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Do whatever. <laughs> do whatever. <laughs> Just be safe. And I do not want to be a Lola anytime soon. And I think that's what's important. And that's what got to you to be more open about your sexuality and um, to be more responsible and be safe whenever you go out there and have sexual encounters because your parents, your dad in particular, um, taught you how to do that, right? It, it wasn't like, no, don't have sex, period. Don't have sex until you're married. It's just like, don't have sex until you're 18 because that's a, um, a legal age for whatever and... I don't have to put someone in jail. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it's really important to have like a parent who's an ally because my mom was the exact opposite. She's like super Catholic, uh, evangelical levels. She does Bible studies, super, <laughs> super conservative. Um, but my dad was like opposite, totally open. I mean, he was a hippie like in the States when the hippie movement was having a lot of drug fueled orgies in the park. Yeah. And yeah. I remember asking him, dad, did you ever go to a love in or a be in? And those are like, yeah, those gatherings where they would like take a lot of LSD and have sex with each other and protest the Vietnam war. And I asked him if he ever went to one. He was like, yeah. And I was like, what did you do there? And then he just stops and says, I'm never telling you that. I'm like, that's all I need to know. Thank you. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a it's 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 always been a part of you, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's in my blood. Yeah, yeah. As, like, uh, I'm pretty sure he was not surprised at all. Yeah, definitely. So uh, yeah, when I came out to him, I came out to him first. When I started being poly, I also came out to him in a way. I actually brought him to an inuman with some of my friends. Like we were having family dinner somewhere in Katipunan. My friends were drinking in a bar in Katipunan. I was like, okay, bye, mom. Bye, sis. I'm taking dad to go drink with my friends. And we were talking about Now Open, actually. We were talking about forming Now Open. We were talking about Polly. And we were there with my friend who's also Polly. And then he, my dad was giving input. And he was like, yeah, you know, that seems really interesting. Blah, blah, blah. And that was great because I knew that my dad accepted me for who I was. It was more like, I guess, trying to get my mom to be okay with it. And I think she recently found out about it. I never, I never came out to my mom. I never, I never came out to her about my sexuality. I mean, I did like a couple of times, but you know how it's like you have to like remind her. Yeah. Because she'll be like, oh, you're dating a guy. You're straight now. It's like, no. But, but um, I did a video with Recreate recently um, about polyamory. And my mom saw the video and we met up for my birthday. And she was like, oh, I saw your video. And a young poly na yan, huh? <laughs> and I was just like, well, it's not a secret. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And she just kind of like accepted it. I think she's just at this point, she's just like, okay, my daughter is who she is. I, I can't control her anymore. I, I've tried. And I think yeah. um, and I wanna I wanna state this out there and put this out there that I think that when you are your true self there's a certain kind of freedom and liberation. Yeah. And, and, and you are so secure with yourself because you're not playing a fucking role or you're not playing to someone's, you know, to someone else's story. You're playing your own story and you're choosing your own choices with, your, with, with conviction. And it's yeah. so liberating. Uh, and people always ask me, what is it? What and I and 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 it just 
probably hit me just like, you know, a couple of months ago that, man, there's so many unhappy people and I'm like loving life. I think this life is amazing. And it's only exactly I, I get to do yeah. whatever. I, I make the choices and I, 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 I choose the choices that I make and I live with the consequences that, uh, of all the choices. And I think, like you said, Trish, when you're accountable for everything that you do and say, um, life is like, fuck, it's amazing. It's amazing. And I think what's important with what Trish said is like you having an ally um, and someone who's a parent or like who's an authority. It, it's just one, one person who believes in you and who has faith in you and trusts you that you can do whatever it is that you can do and that you will be safe. And we're talking about sex, right? And with Trish, it was like her dad. Now, yeah. Okay, you can do this. Um, I trust you as long as there are conditions. Of course, everyone has boundaries. And I resonate with that because my dad is like the friggin' Catholic. He's the head of um, the pastoral council, whatever shit. I... Did you say shit? Yeah, yeah whatever I shit. shit. I said shit. <laughs> That's a but, quote. <laughs> yeah, whatever shit. But I, I also serve in church. Like I, I'm a lecturer. I'm a commentator in church because wow. of that. While I'm doing this shit and <laughs> shit, this fucking shit. So when he found out that I was in the virgin like at a very very young age, say 12, 13. I just said were you 13, ten? You were ten. No, I was 12. Fuck you. <laughs> my, my, my daughter is 10. I'm trying Don't give to her any ideas. My, I'm trying to build my head around it. But okay. I was 12. And when he found out, he found out I was 12. He, he almost crashed our car. But my mom, my mom, <laughs> when we got home, she was like, okay, take a pregnancy test because I want to know if you're pregnant or not. Take an STI test because I want to know if you have something or not. And that was it. And from then on, she was like, okay, are you every guy that I was dating? She would be like, okay, are you fucking this guy? To the extent that when I was like 16, 17, I remember she she asked me, oh, does does he have a huge penis? Wow. And we were having that kind of conversation. And I believe that's what made me more trusting and more open to my sexuality. My dad had just had to accept it after some time. Yeah. But going back, oh, wait, I wait, think I ask her? it's very important. Go ahead. I think what? it's very important to have one person to have faith in you and trust in you. And a parent is that key. Yeah, but Doc, I, I just want to bring this up. Mm. I didn't have my parents on my side. And so you have to Oh, kaya nga antanda mo na until you so realize you, that. You have to believe uh, in that. Trish and I realized that shit at a very young age while we were yeah. teenagers. You yeah. are, I will not say your age, but you had to go through like 20 years of finding out who you are. Going through that whole sexual Actually, experience. Honestly, Honestly, I, I, I left home at 17, 18, so um, I already knew. But when you got here, what did you, what did you do? You like went crazy? 
Not really. I just, I, I was just actually, I'm going to do what every 20 year old is going to do. Trish, go crazy. Um, actually, I couldn't go crazy, Trish, because I didn't have money. I couldn't go crazy. Um, you could go a little crazy without money. Well, a little, but um, for me, it was how am I going to pay my rent? I lived here. Alone. I had, I was living here alone. I had no money. I had blown all my money on cab, food, rent, uh, and your your street street sense or street smarts kicks in and this is why i owe my parents this because if i never learn how to fucking grind and hustle uh and you won't be where you are right now i wouldn't be where i'm at that's another story we're talking about sexuality no that's it i'm getting to that i'm getting to that it's you're not you're not letting me Mm. so i started early my first experience was what 13 14 uh, with mm-hmm. many women just kissing, making out, you know, um, I was, my mom was scared that I would get someone pregnant at a very early age because all the girls would be at my house and, and it was just, I, there were no girls allowed in the house. And it's so funny is my brother is allowed to have girls, but I wasn't because she knew I was just, I was up to something. Uh, and I already knew when I was younger that I wasn't the most good looking Asian, but it was my like my rapport i could always talk your to your dick it wasn't my <laughs> i was do- two inches man i'm asian so um, i've seen it it's okay uh <laughs> thanks doc anyways coming back let me I'm losing my train of thought oh so <laughs> so me me being living alone and me um being on my own and having no one on my side the number one thing i want to tell everyone is you have to believe in yourself. When your parents, your grandparents, your brother, if you have a sister, and they all are against you, and that's your blood, you have to dig deep and totally believe in yourself. Literally. Uh, dig, and, dig and, and that's what I've been doing. And, and I know more Still about I'm digging myself. deep. I know Still more digging about deep, my, it's a process. Still yeah. doing it now. Like, I, I, I love it. Like I, I am so in touch with myself that I make sure that I'm always trying to, uh, you know, do stuff for my personal well-being. Uh, and mm-hmm. um, I, I never want to let, 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 let it go. You know what I mean? I don't want to be complacent on myself. I think mm-hmm. it, it's a journey. Like when, when you guys said, I'm still trying to figure out myself. Yes. Because how I am before and how I am now, how I am the next seven, six, seven years, I'm going to be a different person. And you it's have a lifelong to, process figuring yeah. out yourself. You it will never stop. You have to adjust. It will never stop. And yeah. um, the most important thing is you just have to believe in yourself when no one else does. And you have to mm. put, your, put, the, put your money where your mouth is at. Because a lot of fucking people just say… Literally? Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes I have to put my money i have to put my mouth where money is and then i get money after <laughs> i love how i'm the therapist and i'm just yeah. making all these comments while you guys are so deep into it no because because a lot of people will listen to this and think that you know um being comfortable in your own skin is knowing who you are maybe not totally but at least partially and knowing what you want and what you don't want and I think, I think it's mm-hmm. trusting yourself. Yeah. Yeah. When you, you know, know like mm-hmm. one, 
you yeah. can actually have sex with no labels and be comfortable yeah, with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people... Like, are, I, I believe... There's a lot of people... Yeah, there's a lot of people... There's a lot lalo, of people... Lalo na dito. Kasi nga, ang turo sa atin is like, you should only be with one person. You have sex with one person. Yeah. And you should enjoy that one person. Not even enjoy. You should just like... For women, it's like, you should submit yourself and whatever. And like, I'm here. that's what we're saying. Trish and, and I... Just like, wow. Because you're coming from a man's perspective. A yeah. man who grew up in a different country, a westernized country. And um, what we're saying is that it's it's very difficult to come out. And Trish is basically having threesomes and having orgies and in like in an open relationship. And that is the next level to a yeah. woman coming, oh, yeah. a, a woman coming, a woman coming literally and figuratively, a woman coming out um, with her sexuality. So what we want to point out is that it is okay and it is possible. And what would help it, what would help the process is to have someone there believing in you and trusting you that you can do it. And for Trish, it was her dad and then her yeah. support system, right? Yeah. I think though, I, I super still understand people who can't be out about it. Like mm-hmm. I'm doing it partially because so nobody can blackmail me. Like I just had this happen a couple of days ago where I posted like a semi-nude picture no, it was it was a nude picture, but I, I covered my nipples with like emojis. But I posted it on Twitter, which is like a totally public Twitter, thousands of followers, whatever. And then somebody leaked it to this website. And I'm like, you you can't leak a photo that I posted myself, you know? So a part of me lives my life so openly so that no one can call up my boss and be like, do you know what your, your employee is doing? No one can call up my mother and be like, do you know what she's doing? Because I don't want to exactly. be blackmailed. Exactly. It's more of yeah, but- like, but you're very secure. I have yeah. nude photos out there. I post on my Instagram. I'm totally nude. And that is it. It's us being okay with that because we had someone who said, okay, we're not fine, but okay, you can do it. You are free. We weren't um, restricted in a way we were by the society but there was this one person who helped us liberate ourselves we're talking about women's sexuality now that's why your 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 head is like your your no is like not like that because it's different to, it's difficult to understand if you did not go through it and i believe what trish is saying is that I'm secure with my sexuality because there are people who believed in me and I know who I am. That's why I can talk about it. And I don't care if someone blackmails me with a fucking naked photo of me because, dude, I already put it out there. That is... But I think point. he's complaining because there wasn't consent. And I think that's that's the thing is is everything has to be consent, you know. I mean, she. Oh, you know, consent here is another sure. story. That's yeah, a that's a whole. But I want to I want yeah, Trish because we're veering away from the 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 group sex. Uh, yeah. I wanna I wanna ask, and I know this is gonna uh, come up probably if someone listens to this. Uh, has there been a time where a transgender or a trans 
is it transgender, trans, uh, trans man, trans woman? Transgender, um, transgender, transsexual, transgender. What's the, what's the girl that wants to be a dude? What's that? A trans man? Trans man. Trans man. So a trans man has wanted to join or have you ever uh, had an experience with a trans man, trans, trans woman? I have not yet. I mean, I've dated a trans man, but we didn't get physical for totally different reasons. Okay. But it's not a limitation for me personally. Uh, again, I, I swing always all kinds of junk. So okay. it's not an issue for me. And I would totally love to have a trans woman or a trans man in my orgy. That would be great if you're a trans woman or a trans man listening. Uh, what <laughs> about... Up. What you know what? You know what a business opportunity is it to make an app for orgies. Right? <laughs> Does anyone know an app developer? Um, because all my friends are in the humanities. Tones will invest in it. Um, and, you know, an app for... Tinder, There's a threesome like app. There's a threesome app. I forgot what it's called. Yeah, there, there is. There it's is, bad. There is. It's bad. There's like, like four people Ashley, there. Yeah, Ashley Madison <laughs> got the cheating app. Yeah. But you just want to have an app where you can rate someone sexually anonymously without that person seeing. I'm just giving out ideas for these all Yeah, businesses. patent it. Copyright okay, no, no, no. it. Cut it. Cut it. Ryan, cut that shit out because <laughs> I'm going to do it. But yes, I mean, that is one thing, one way to open everyone up. Okay, uh, I want to ask, does size matter for you in terms for the guy? The guy that you're with, that you're, I mean, what's, what's, okay, oh shit, I'm not going to work with that. Okay, that, that, you put that away. Okay. I have a size maximum. I don't have a size minimum. I have a maximum. Like, Damn. I, you know, if it's like a Pringles can, it's like, no, please oh, no. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I like, can't deal I with see, that. When I see it, like, you know how I do it? I feel it. First, I feel it up first, and it's not even during foreplay. It's like during, like when we're talking, and you would see it. Cause if it's like really, really huge, you would see it bulging through the pants or whatever it is, and you would like, oh no! But I have, like you, I have a size minimum. That if I don't see it bulging, I'd be like, hell no. Well, I sleep with women, and women have literally zero penis. We're talking about we're talking about men. Yeah, but uh, I think like if a man porn, can so do other stuff, porn. then it's not really an issue about size. And I actually really prefer men in like the five to six inch range. That is that's my that's my ideal because that is like, the global average size. I missed exactly. It by I love it. By two, I missed it. By two. <laughs> I just. Well, missed it. You just missed it no, by no, 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 double. No, I don't think you're too, because I saw I saw the photo, I saw a photo and I saw it and I was like, "Fucking me, that's why." That's uh, why. That's why. <laughs> but in my head, I'm like, "Am I gonna try it?" Or not? Oh no, no, not gonna try. Not gonna try it. <laughs> but well, then, okay. <laughs> have you been with a guy that's? A Pringles or like a one liter can or one liter. Ah, uh, oh, my, my vagina folded yeah. into itself when you said one liter. So yeah. uh, have you been in an incident where you said, okay, uh, um, okay, no, no, we, we cannot. This is just that, that is a monster cock. That's not going in me. 
Well, I have like seven inch dildos. So like, it's, it's like I can, okay. I am physically capable of it. Um, it's just more of a question of, am I willing to go through this right now? Am I mentally and physically prepared to go through this? But another angle of that is I've slept with men who are like seven plus inches and the, maybe I'm just sleeping with awful men, but they're so lazy. <laughs> they oh, rely okay. so I much on the penis. <laughs> now I think we are on the part of the show where we can segue that Tony is not lazy and Tony can try to um, weasel his way into his pants. I'm not a very good wing woman when I know both people in this podcast. But is this uh, just Tony Tony the dating game? I don't I even think know. you should rename your podcast. You know what? We should we should just <laughs> rename our podcast because that's all. It's always been like he's always trying uh, to. Okay, it, it you, never happens. It never happens. Hey, it, you you just, want you want someone that blah 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 blah. blah. It's just a game we play, Trish, on the on on, on the podcast. Yeah, my girlfriend's here. I think uh, hello. Don't worry, the video's not going to be on the podcast. We can get this part out. Do you want to say hello? This is my girlfriend. Oh, we would love to have your girlfriend on the show. Hi, 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 hi. Do you want to be on the show? They're asking you. You don't have to do video. Why? Why? (laughs) Okay, no, no, it's just uh, no. Okay, let's. I mean, why not? Uh, The answer would be why not. It's more of um. It's more of uh, educating people how these relationships go like because not yeah, a lot it, of people it, it accept be. and know that it can happen. They want to talk about our relationship, the whole like, poly thing. Yeah, I want to I wanna let people know that it is functional, that it is, it is possible. Uh, you know what I mean? And I just want to actually ask your partner, how's it going? Like, you know what I mean? The relationship so far. Uh, she can't hear you. Uh, <laughs> Okay, let's not let us not. Let's not. Yeah. No, I don't think she's ready tonight. She's, okay. she's not ready okay. tonight. Okay, let's not. But, let's not. Let's uh, she, she's trying to wing me. woman me with him. <laughs> he does that with all. No, the- I'm not. Tell I, I do it all the time. I do it all the time. All the guests. Tell her it's with all of the okay, guests. Yeah. All okay. of the guests are like this. That's my, that's my thing. So yeah. Um, going back though going back though this whole open relationship thing this whole like um orgies and um threesomes how has it affected your relationship then wait what how do i do the how, how has does it, it affected your relationship oh you how does how does the open thing affected our relationship i don't know because we were open from day one so i don't really oh. know how it would be without it but I don't know. I think it's been good, right? Oh, I don't know. Like 30 minutes. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, we're almost she's sleeping in my room. How long, how but, long have you guys been together then? <laughs> uh, we've been together for two plus, plus years. Uh, we celebrated our second okay, anniversary so earlier this so, year. So, oh, happy anniversary. Yeah. So it's been, it's been going well. And yeah. um, I, I believe that's, um, that's the reason you started now OpenPH. To let people know about these kinds of relationships and that it's okay and that it's normal. And yeah, I think I people just really need to know that. that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It may not be like, normal, but thing, but it is possible. That yeah, it's like it's an alternative. It's normal. Yeah. No, I, it's, I'm gonna yeah. tell you guys. I'm gonna tell you right now. It is 
normal. It's not common. Because when you say that something yeah. is not normal, well, uh, as the person who does what I do, I'm going to say it's also common. <laughs> it's more of, that's why we have nutrition this show, because it's more of letting people know that it's normal, it's common, and we need more people to talk about it for people to see that it's okay and that it happens. I don't think it's, it's normal, that- but it's okay. I think it's okay that there are relationships like this, but it's not the. It's not like you know, kids are growing up and being taught to be polyamorous. No, that's why it's not normal. But it's okay. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. It's, it's not, not normalized. Yeah, it's not normal. It's, it's not normal. normalized. We can't even talk about sex it's in this country. We can't even show. It's not. So it's exactly. Not, I mean, what we're saying not, is it's not normalized. Meaning, what a lot of people think is that these kinds of relationships are not normal. But what I'm telling you is that it is normal and it is common. That's why Trish is here to make people feel that you know this happens. And I am talking from my uh, therapist's experience and my clinical data and my research data that hell yes it happens a lot of people talk about this but they don't know how to open up to it because they feel that is there something wrong with me i like having sex with a lot of people and i do not want to be in an open like i feel that my partner doesn't want to be in an open relationship but i want to be in an open relationship that's why I'm saying it's normal. Because yeah, if you it, say that it's not normal, people would think that, oh my fucking lord, I'm abnormal. No, no, it's not that it's... In our society, we're saying it's not normal, but it's okay because it's not being brought up. That's the thing. And, and we are such a conservative country. You know what I mean? We can't, people already complain that I've been single for so long. I will. I and will like crush one of I'm your one of your male. testicles right now, Tony, and tell you that what we're saying here is that it is normal. It's normal. Like right, we want it to be. We want it to be even more normal. Like that's really what yeah. I want to do with now open normal. and my Twitter. Yeah. I guess is uh, when I was starting to explore non-monogamy. There's like zero positive role models to look at. Like you have nothing in Hollywood, nothing in media. Like there's like probably like one throuple show that came out like five years, like a few because years ago. Religious, everyone. Yeah, exactly. Everyone, if and, you are religious, you cannot stand for this, and that's what I can't take. That's why I don't have a religion. Period. Oh, uh, totally agree. Uh, yeah, that's like, why religion that's, that's aside, normal. this that's is why, normal. No, 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 <laughs> no. Because you cannot put people in a box. You cannot put people like. No, I'm okay, just. Okay, this I'm is not, a Catholic we're not, country. We're not putting like, anyone in a box, but we're put in a box. But I'm not in the box. You get it? It's like is we're acknowledging that the situation yes. or like the society yes. is saying so, that it's not normal. I'm not yes. part. Of yeah. I'm not part. The society. Of- it it is not accept. Exactly. Okay. I think yeah. that is the word. That's the word. It's, yeah. this it's normal. normal. No, it's not. It's not normal in this. Thank you, Lord. That's He's why I'm budget. in this show after I, after no, I like made Trish. all those comments. <laughs> it's normal. You wouldn't be on this show. Period. Exactly. Yeah, because it would be it would be commonplace. It would be like asking a married person. Yes. 
in a monogamous relationship. So what's that like? Uh, We already know. Yeah, but in this society, it isn't. And we want it to be where it's looked at as it's guy and girl, girl and girl, guy and guy. And now guy, 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 girl, girl, girl. You know I mean? You can have the polyamorous thing and that's fine. That's, that's, we're not going to. Oh, yeah, that's actually one of my fantasies. Just like be, have six girls and one guy, right? So those things. As Pez, did you ask Pez? Why don't you invite Pez to Trisha's party? Pez is just right here. And <laughs> um, last night we were talking about it. And, what and did he, he say? was like, and he was like, dude, I want to see someone licking your pussy. So fuck it. I'm like, oh, ha, ha, hell yeah. So you're going to go through with it? I don't know. That would be ethical. Anyways, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Why would me and I Rika not? In, a, in an orgy? You and me in an orgy, Rico? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All what, right. Tony? <laughs> it's something that is normal. No, no, no I'm not going to fuck you, Tony. You can fuck Trish, but no. I'm, like, yeah. no, I'm not going to fuck you. That is the boundary right Yeah, there. that's the line that we have. Yeah, she I can do be not, there. I, I do not want your dick in my fucking pussy anytime. I don't think it's ever. Be, yeah. I would, I would even think like, holy shit, I've seen it, but no. But, but the thing is, what, what I'm trying to say is that these fantasies are normal, and people wanting it, it's normal, as opposed to what you were saying that it's not normal. It's not acceptable, but it's normal and it's common. Okay. And I believe that this is what this show is trying to put forth. And this is why Trish is here to basically tell people, you know what? It's okay. It's okay to fantasize about you having like three women licking your pussy, sucking your nipple, or whatever. Double penetration, whatever you want. All right. It is normal. Okay. Sounds good. It's not acceptable in this society. Having said that, Trish, I believe that, yeah, that's the reason why you. Uh, put up um, no open ph and i would like to take this opportunity to say you know what you do not have to be awkward when you say that you're a sex educator around me because i would vouch for you yes credibility <laughs> i got you girl <laughs> uh, i should put that on my resume approved by rico dr rico cruz <laughs> yeah right <laughs> no, no, no. I, got, I got you and we're all about we're all about putting forth how sex is really like. The truth about sex, not the taboo about it. Having said that, because we want to be more open about it, and you're talking about now pain and whatever, um, uh, in this podcast, we ask people, we ask our guests like 10 questions, and we just want like straight answers. And I want to get into that. All right. Okay. Are you ready? Let's go. Great. Um, uh, when you have sex with men or women, do you spit or swallow? Depends on the man. What's his really? diet? Does he smoke? <laughs> so Do I really he... like you? I'm not averse to but... swallowing. I'm not averse to it. But... um. Uh, with the sexual relationships that you've had with men and the blowjobs that you've had, when the man comes in 
your mouth, what is the percentage that you've swallowed or like spat it out? Um, if I really like the person, then I will like if if we have a connection and the sex was good, sure, coming in my mouth is totally fine. Uh, but if not, then literally anywhere else is just just not. What about facial? <laughs> Facials, no. Okay, no to facials for me, but that's because I have spent a lot of money on my hair and I don't want to wash my hair more than once a week. So unless you have like laser aim yeah, and yeah. can only get it here yeah. and avoid my hair, then it's okay. a no. Okay, all right. Oh my gosh, I Noted. love it. Noted. I love it. Like I've asked men to come on my face and they were the ones who were averse. I do not want to disrespect you. I was like, like I'm asking you, you to disrespect me. Come, come on my fucking face right now. Anyway, see Filipino men fucking favorite position. Oh, that's a hard one. Um, with, with men on top. Room. Okay, with men on top, on top. With women from behind. You yeah, on me top? on top. Yeah, with men yeah. and then with women from behind. Okay, you're the one who's behind. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh. Oral? Yes or no? Do you do? Do you lick pussy, or do you want your pussy to be licked? Both. It's an equal exchange here, guys. Yeah. <sighs> See, that's what I scratch your back. You scratch mine. <laughs> You the- but have you ever had like which experience is better for you? You giving oral to men or you giving oral to women? Oh, women, hands down. I could be down there for like hours. Wow. Diba. Wow. Okay. Because like I have a jaw problem, so like I can't do the whole the man thing because I have TMJ. So oh, you have that, TMJ. That, There's a time limit. Yeah. <laughs> there's a time Me limit too. there. It locks. It locks. And yeah, so it locks. Like- it's not comfortable. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I need to rest. When you have sex, do you want it lights on or off or dim? Ooh, depends on the person. If well, now I'm kind of more into lights on because I'm not gonna have sex with someone who can't handle all of this in broad daylight. You know, I used to be very insecure, very self-conscious, so it would be like a lights dim, lights off situation. But now mm-hmm. lights on is great. I also have an LED bulb that changes color, so sometimes I'll ask, "Okay, what color do you oh, want?" I love it. Me too. Me too. <laughs> oh yeah, I have. If all you want red, blue, green. <laughs> I have like a dirty soul. talk. Dirty talk. You like it? Are you loud in bed? What do you say? Uh, hundred percent dirty talk. Um, I don't know. I like it when people get creative, but a lot of people aren't creative, so you know <laughs> they they can they can default to the usual slut whatever oh you like that you dirty girl that's totally fine with me as long as you're making an effort yeah. i will appreciate it mm-hmm. what's the cra- where's the craziest place that you've ever done it in on the hood of a car in a parking lot in up wow ah uh, i'm a up wow. person too yeah hello schoolmate like um, warning do not have sex on the hood of a car it's very hot <laughs> i think the last two questions are, are negative for her i think it's no 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 no. i'm not gonna ask that i'm not gonna ask those questions i'm gonna ask one question and another um uh, your fantasies 
I want to know your fantasies. Uh, one that is real and feasible, and another that isn't is feasible. Mm, okay, I'm like really into public stuff. Like obviously the whole hood on a car situation. I would like to Me take too. it a little bit more public, but that's obviously like you don't get the consent of everybody around you. So I'm like, that's a sort of attainable, realistic You're one. Voyeurism, ha. Huh? Exhibitionism. I'm a huge exhibitionist. Voyeur, okay lang. Like, yeah, sure. Watching is kind of fun. But, yeah. Uh, but what's an unattainable fantasy? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like if I put my mind to something, I could probably achieve it. Ha! <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love oh, it. okay. You know, I do have an unattainable fantasy. Oh. I would love to have sex with clones of my girlfriend. Like, a, like my girlfriend and then a clone. Wow. Oh. Wow. I know. That would be awesome. Or actually, who's even a clone of me. Had, I would like, totally have sex with myself. I would want to try that. Who's the person you've had um, Ugh, uh, I can't see my best sex with? Ooh, you okay, can see so- yourself having sex with yourself, honey? No, oh, yeah. you can't? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, man. I, I would. I, 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 I totally I fuck would. myself. I think if I was, if I was homosexual, probably, maybe. I mean, but I'm not. So having a having another penis there is not going to do anything to me. You know what I mean? It's just not going to, it's not going to turn me on. So, uh, it's not, it's not, it's not sustainable. It's not even, it's not sustainable for you. Maybe that's why you have to, uh, realize that a lot of women know how to pleasure other women and lesbian porn is shit. Anyway, going back. (laughs) Um, your not feasible fantasy is having sex with a lot of clone of your girlfriends, right, Trish? Yeah, that would be my unattainable fantasy. So I'm thinking that the best sex. Well, the next question would be: yep. who, Who's the person you've had the best sex with, and what made it the best? All right, I'm gonna have two answers there. Uh, one for women, one for men. So, uh, women, my girlfriend, actually, that's that's genuine, and I'm not saying that just because she's next to me. But I think it's because she and I are have a lot of the same kinks, and and even when we didn't know that, she was always very very open to to trying things out. Like I would suggest something, and she'd be like, "Yeah, let's go," you know. Awesome. And I really love that enthusiasm. She's very, very enthusiastic. And I think like that's, and she's technically skilled too, but it's really the enthusiasm that sold me. Uh, For men, uh, there's this one guy who I had sex with a while back and I pretty much got obsessed with this man. I didn't want to date him Mm -hmm. because no, but the sex was so good. Like I was craving it all the time. And it was kind of like the same where I once asked him to slap me but I actually was trying to say, um, can you slap me on the tits? Like, I, that's what I wanted to verbalize, but it didn't come out that way. It just came out as slap me. And then without any questions, he just did it really, really hard. I love it. That was awesome. <laughs> Sorry. Right? <laughs> I would ask men to do that to me. Like, uh, oh my friggin' Lord, when you are in the moment, you just say, you know... Just slap me and do whatever you want to me. And when they do that, it's like awesome. So, yeah. And lastly, 
before we ask you to promote now open ph and whatever else that you're um working on would be how would you ask tony tony to have an orgy with you your girlfriend and probably me Oh, shit. Tony, Tony, would you like to have an orgy with me, my girlfriend, and Rika? <laughs> Very straightforward. I don't beat around the bush. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. Uh, I'll get back to you on that one. Tiklop. Tiklop. Tiklop, diba? Tiklop. Sobrang tiklop. That, like, that, that's, that's so against his brand. Tiklop. Tiklop. Uh, maybe because Doc Rika's there, and I just... Ay, puta ka. Ay, sorry. <laughs> Asha pala yung dahilan. <laughs> yeah, it's just... You know. I forget, if, you, if you put me out of the equation, yeah. how would uh, you ask Trish? How would I ask Trish? She asked me, so I... I no, probably... like, if you put me out of the equation, Trish, how would you frame it and how would you ask? No, like, it literally exactly the same way, same just thing. completely exclude yeah. your name. <laughs> yeah, same thing. I don't think it's... I think she, she knows herself and uh, she's not being around the bush. I think she knows what she wants. Um, and We don't got time for that. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, the world is ending. We need to be very straightforward. <laughs> so, having said that, I want to know, Trish, I'm just like playing with your mind right now. How would you put me in the equation and make Tony say yes? Uh, you minus me in the equation and then you make her into... <laughs> So you really wouldn't. You really wouldn't. Not even if she was just in the same room. You don't have to do stuff to her. She's just there I, I in just, the background. I, maybe, maybe not. I, I probably have to be like on tequila or something. Uh, I just uh, this working rapport thing is like uh, I don't shit know. where you eat that kind of thing. Uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I've been there. I've done that. You know. So yeah. Uh, it kind no, because our relationship is more like I've seen his dick and. You know, we've been in the same bed together. It's just like, no. I think didn't even try anything. It's, it's, it's a smart like. It's a it's a no fly zone for me. You know, just, yeah. Because like, I believe I can I can walk around naked in front of him. I pumped while I was like uh, breastfeeding, and my boobs were like double D's in front of him, and I was like, dude, no, my no. boobs are like just like. No, no, star boots. No. Like, <laughs> he's just like X. No. Anyway, me too. Like, I can do that because we're safe with each other, and maybe um, that's one of the reasons why we can do the show. And, and I've and I guess... in men. <laughs> well, it's really funny that you say that because my I've co-hosts heard... on the podcast are people I've slept with. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I've I've worked with. A few women, and it's uh, it's always been different. It's always it's it's never been the same, um, so far. So, uh, I don't know what I do. I don't know what it, the what I don't do. You know what I mean? There's something that I, I do. I know because I know the stories, uh, and uh, because uh, that's why I don't fuck him. That's uh, why I get all these stories. You know, it's just. I just know where my limit is and I won't cross it. So I know better. Cause then I know if, if anything might happen, if anything did, it'd be things 
You can't change what I wish. You can't change change certain things, how a person will feel. You cannot control how another person will feel. Um, I'm not falling in love with you. What the fuck are you talking about? No, it's good. You you know, I I, I can't, you know, I I don't know. Um, And all the women I have been with always say the same thing. So uh, I love how he's just defending himself after. All the years of our friendship and what I know about it and what he knows about this me. This is uh, Tony, Tony the Roast. That, right? Having said that, I will just stop him and uh, go back to you and ask you to promote Now Open PH because we're, we are all into that being open. I believe when it comes to sex and sexuality in this country. And... Uh, just say what you do. Go. <laughs> so uh, now open the podcast goes live on Facebook every Tuesday at 9 p.m. We also upload the audio to Spotify and I guess wherever else you listen to podcasts. I also upload the video because uh, there's video for our, our live podcast to YouTube. So you can catch us on all the socials. Uh, make sure to follow our Twitter now open PH. It's the same for Facebook now open PH. And yeah, next week's, I think we're talking about rape fantasies. So um, oh, I love it. that's a really I interesting episode. Oh, yeah, man. we're going to go into that one. Can you come back on the podcast and, and share with us what you picked or up? Or we, we can actually guest on your podcast and well, talk about whatever whatever we do. <laughs> no, you, are, you guys are totally excited for that. No, 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 no. I don't want to guess on the the rape. Uh, that's okay. I want her to come like on okay, the- not that episode. Yeah, a different episode. Oh, okay, different episode. Okay, fine. That's great. Uh, but I yeah, want. But I'll come back and talk about rape fantasies. That's a, a topic. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you can come back on this coming back from coming from that episode because that is a different total animal. <laughs> And, it is, it is. Uh, it, um, the other, I think it was like last Thursday, right, um, Trish, that you and I were on the same Rappler episode when I said um, sexual pleasure for women. What's really common is that women like rape fantasies. Yeah, it's surprisingly extremely common. So that's why we kind of want to get into it because we want to talk, you know, ethics, like what's the theory behind it is like be great. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting episode. Yeah, that would be great if you can uh, share your insight uh, with us after you finish that podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so, I think your 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 listeners are would be totally different than ours and uh, we can learn something from from you and I'm sure some listeners will tap into that podcast. And our our listeners would you know do the same for yours and yours for 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 ours. So uh, it'd be great to like just you know it's it's all just educating and, and yeah. opening up the the language. Uh, which that is, so- is that is the advocacy I believe of album everyone here. Yeah, it's not about screwing, you know the the guests and or me having a past with anyone, uh, but. Yeah. Congratulations. First time. First time. Oh, you've had like four guests that are friends yeah. that I've never seen. But 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 you <laughs> just said no to me. My my oh, no man ever says no to my fucking sexy nah, body. Nah, I, I, am <laughs> I am saying no. No. <laughs> I know that's why you're not about you. It's not about you at all. It's not about you at all. It's, it's like 
yeah. It's just uh, <laughs> I have a fine line when it's when it's I know that it's work, it's work, and uh, yeah. And if it, if it's friendship, it's friendship. That's how you would know your limitations, and that's how you know limitations make the relationships sustainable. And I think it's a because part of, part if you of, don't know that. Yeah. Well, limitate not only that, it's a it's maturity. Because I could have yeah. I maybe in ten years from ten years ago, I would say fuck it. Right? Or maybe ten years from now we would fuck each other, but we don't know. But what my, my point is like oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, well you can't say that. No, no. <laughs> I I know I won't fuck you, but I'm talking about like the future and how Nobody knows what the future will hold. I know. I know. I know that we will not (laughs) fuck each other. But what I'm saying is that limitations are very important when it comes to going back to open relationships and um, open relationships, having threesomes, having um, uh, having orgies, because if you do not have those limitations, if you do not have your rules, if you do not have those boundaries, then you will be fucked literally and figuratively, right? And sometimes you want to be fucked, but sometimes being fucked means fucked. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Fucked, I shouldn't have done that. And I believe this episode is more of that. It's more of like saying, this is normal, this is okay, but you have to know where you're coming, what you're going into, what the consequences are. This is my experience, like with Trish, what your experience, Trish. And that's what people should learn. Oh, we had a question. We had a question, Pala. Before you leave, this is so important. Uh, do you think that having an open relationship eliminates the cheating side of a relationship, or is it just an excuse not to get cheated on? Hmm. I think a lot of people like to think that if they get into an open relationship, it eliminates the risk of cheating, but it really doesn't. If you're a dishonest person and you know you really want to fuck around, you can still cheat in an open relationship. It's been done by a lot of people because you're, you're not prepared to have the conversations that you want to have. You know, you're not prepared to confront um, negative emotions. You're not afraid to deal with the consequences of your actions. And if that's going to be the case, then don't go into it anymore. You have to deal with that first. You have to solidify your relationship and you have to check yourself. You have to be a mature, developed person if you want to do this successfully. Uh, for the couples that are planning, for the couples that are planning to have an open relationship, what preparation should they consider before entering into this kind of setup? Mm. Well, I guess the first thing you have to think about is who are you doing this for? Are are you doing it for yourself? Are you doing it for your partner? Are you doing it for the relationship? Because if it's either of those latter two, then it's kind of shaky because you know you might agree to something that you don't actually want to do or that you're not ready to do so you have to know that you're doing it for yourself first and that it's something that you really want to do or are interested in exploring uh next would be to have the conversation really talk about 
the details because that's what a lot of people don't want to confront. It's like, yeah, theoretically, it would be great if we could sleep with other people. But when you get to the actual details of, okay, how many people can we sleep with? How often in a week? Can we see other people? Uh, what sexual acts are okay? Can we cuddle? You know, these are the kinds of questions that you need to ask each other, and it might be painful. It might be hard. For example, especially- for example, Tony. Oh, like, are you okay with seeing Trish and I being sexual with each other? You're not gonna join. You're just gonna watch. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Doc. Honestly, painful, uh, right? Uh, honestly, <laughs> like I, I, uncomfortable, I, awkward. Uh, um, I never, I never saw you in that light. Like I never put you in that light because I, I, you know, I mean, as a, as a colleague, um, not to not to say that you're not attractive. It's just that I put you already in a place where, okay, almost like you're my younger. You're, I'm your old. I'm no, your no, 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 no. Yeah, you're really I'm your my younger brother. brother. It's, it's just that. See how awkward it is. So it's not. I mean, I'm just giving an exa- I'm just giving an example of how, like, these conversations would go, and how you should be able to do it. If you're not able to do it, um, like, I appreciate Tony's honesty, and it has been on the table. For the longest time, we know that we're not going to do, we're going to be sexual with each other. That's why we're able to be in one bed with each other. And not only that, with with him naked and me in my bikini. But I mean, that's an example of how people listening to this podcast should be able to get, should be able to embrace that it is painful, it is awkward. But when you get through it, is and Doc you guys wrong? are all for it. I think no. she might be a little. No, <laughs> damn you. I'm just saying. She's slurring. I'm not slurring. <laughs> she's slurring. I was like, did she drink tonight? I'm like, yo, she's. I've been drinking the whole time. No. I knew when it. I'm saying, uh, quite, quite, quite. See, I told what you. What I'm saying. Okay. Trish, help me out. Help me out. I don't know. Yeah, you know you're making making sense. sense. I don't know if that means you're not drunk, but you're making sense. (laughs) I'm making sense. Tony is just being defensive. Because I know in the back of his mind, I'm his little sister. But at the back of his mind, I'm still hot. But anyway. (laughs) um, She's got a point. mm -hmm. So the point is, it's an awkward conversation. It's a difficult conversation. But when you get through it, and both of you or five of you are okay with it, then it can happen. Yeah, right? you know, I, I think I think the reason is, Trish and Doc, is the reason why uh, most men would probably chance upon the fact of, you know, her being a sex therapist, uh, you know, a, a guru of sex, to chance upon that, to go, to just nail it, right? It's just sex to Doc. Uh, but with me, I hold such value in that. Uh, not that I don't hold value in the other women that I've that I've worked with or co- former colleagues of mine. Um, it's just maybe because um, in in the 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 narrative in my head is it's never ever been a peaceful 
working environment once things happen. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and it's sort of, it's, she's put into that family mode already. Uh, highly respected. Okay, let's work as professionalism. And, and the respect I have for her uh, is, is really high, you know. Um, and I think Thank that's you. why. I think that that is why. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want to cross that because I, I believe in her and what I do for a living. And I, and I want us to succeed on a, on a, on a, on a higher level and not, not f- fuck it up. You know, if, if there is literally and figuratively, we can never tell. Fine. You guys are right. We can never tell what the future holds, but I mean, it's not, I don't see it because I've already sort of, you know, when you see that guy, relax, I don't see it too. It was just a question. Yeah. Okay. Trust me. (laughs) So for those that are wondering why I have never tried is just because even from the start is, is, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it, I can do that. Maybe it's, it's also a lesson. I, I believe it's also a lesson for the listeners that they need to know we're talking about open relationships and like having threesomes and all of these. They need to know their limitations and they need to know like, okay, you're my friend, but I'm not going to have a threesome with you um, or I'm not going to fuck you. It, yeah, it, it's, it's all about that. Fuck. Right, Trish? No, at the end of the day, Trish, you know what it is? It's knowing your choices. Yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. I choose not to. That's it. That's simple as that. I choose not to. Relax. Uh, I choose and, not to too. And <laughs> I love it. <laughs> not to. That's it. It's just not my cup of tea. And and I think I think people have to know that. And guys need to know that it's a choice. You cheat, it's a choice. You you sleep with someone, it's a choice. You don't sleep with someone, it's your choice. So, uh, the most powerful thing in the universe is choice more than anything. You have that power to choose not to or to. You can't say, Kasi. no, there's no excuse. You just choose not to. And I think uh, uh, that's... that's and it's the same thing with being, open, with being like in open relationships. It's a choice. Correct. Right, Trish? Correct. Yeah, it's a choice that uh, we have to basically choose every day. I think that's like another thing people don't realize that being in an open relationship or a non-monogamous relationship is work and it's something that you have to choose every day because, and I choose it because the alternative is monogamy and th- I don't want that. I know I don't want that. So I'm going to make this choice every day and because I make that choice every day, I'm going to work for it. I'm going to make sure my partner is reassured. I'm going to make sure I respect her boundaries I'm going to make sure that, you know, we're always on board with what we're, with what we're doing. I want to ask, uh, this is the last question and then we can wrap up. Uh, is it a continuous thing to reassure one another being in a polyamorous relationship that you always have to, uh, I don't know your language of love or her or your partner's language of love. Is it a continuous thing to share um, the other person's language of love continuously every time because it's an open relationship. It's a polyamorous relationship. So it's one of the, that's one of the challenges being in a polyamorous, you could say for others that want to get into it. Is that one of the challenges that, you know what I mean? It's, you always have to, 
I okay, I love you, or text, or call, or or spend time. I mean, that's a challenge, right? I guess. I think actually the bigger challenge is learning how to reassure yourself, learning how to be secure, and learning how to handle your own emotions. That was probably the hardest thing I had to do in an open relationship because I can give reassurance, no problem. But if your partner is constantly reassuring you, like you you need constant reassurance, like every minute, all the time, that becomes overbearing in any kind of relationship. So, you know, you have to be able to suck it up and you have to be able to, you know, soothe yourself if you're feeling jealousy. And that comes with knowing when your partner is actually crossing your boundaries or if you're just hurt for some kind of reason. So the insecurity, you got to catch your insecurities basically. Yeah. Like you have to know if it's coming from a place of insecurity or if it's coming from a very real place of this person is hurting me, Okay. you know, and you have to be able to verbalize that in a way that's non-accusatory in a way that's like, okay, so this is what I'm feeling. It is not necessarily something you have to fix. Okay. I am just explaining that this is how I feel and it's okay. But like my partner and I, we check in all the time. Like one time we took a trip with some friends back in when you could do that. And we already knew that we liked other people in that group. We were actually like dating or involved some way with most of the people in that group. And we were drinking and, you know, drinking makes things a little bit different. So we plan to do check-ins like not all the time, maybe like once every couple of hours. It's a quick powwow. It's like, hey, can I talk to you for like five seconds? And it's like, is it still okay? It's like, yes, it's still okay. And then sometimes I would tell her, oh, I need a little bit more attention right now. Can you give me a little bit more attention? And then she'll do it. So it's just being able to handle your emotions, communicate when you need something from your partner, and then enjoy. Very challenging. Definitely challenging. Hey, a lot of work. Hey. Yeah. I, hey, I, thank I, you I, so much. I think a lot of people that are listening that are considering or thinking of doing this, it is a lot of work. It, it is, is. A ton of work. And these, the, these two um, have, have shown that it is possible. But it takes a lot of work. So work um you know my sex is a yeah. relationship yeah. it doesn't happen it's not just like a one-way street sex is a dance and well, not- <laughs> what a lot of people don't think is like it's just like okay i'm gonna get off that's it no hell no especially in open relationships it takes it to another level and you have to know and you have to choose as much as you choose not to fuck me or not to fuck trish with me it's more if you have to choose what you want and you have to choose what you want and what you're willing to go through. Right, Trish? Yes, absolutely. 100%. Very good. So thank you. Thank you for being part of the show and thank you for listening to this episode of the Sexy Minds Podcast powered by Podcast Network Asia. Make sure to hit and follow and subscribe on all our podcast platforms so you get notified whenever a new episode comes up. Follow us on social media as well. It's the Sexy Minds on Twitter, Instagram, and the Sexy Minds Asia on Facebook. And there's a space on each uh, for each word. So it's the Sexy Minds with the spaces in between. And you can follow me on uh, Instagram as well 
at DJTONYTONI. We'll be having an anchor where you can actually leave voice messages and we can answer all your questions. If you don't feel like emailing us, you can, you, you can do that as well. And that's uh, the sexy minds at gmail.com. So if you feel like writing your story or you have a fantasy that you want to share with us, please do so. We will read the sex stories. All right. And follow me as well, DJTONYTONI on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Doc. And Trish, do you have a personal um, Instagram account or Twitter account that you want to put out? Uh, yes, I have both Instagram and Twitter, but please only follow me on Twitter. I don't use Instagram. It's at Trisha O'Bannon. That's why I wasn't able to tag you. And mine is, um, but you can follow me on Instagram. Mine is uh, at underscore Rico Cruz. And you can also follow me on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash the sexy mind. That's it. That's the show. Great, like, great. subscribe on iTunes, Spotify. Uh, we're also on, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Anchor, Pocket Cast, and Radio Republic. All right. Bye, Trish. Thank you so much. Bye. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Sexy Minds Podcast. Make sure to follow the hosts at DJ Tony Tony and at underscore Rika Cruz to get more of their sexy minds. Powered by Podcast Network Asia.